Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Cardboard Cave. I hope that you guys are having an amazing day and I have a slight feeling that my camera is off sync. Give me one second. Let me refresh it. I think that we have now the camera synced in. <laughs> so remember that every Wednesday at 8.30 or 9, um, probably we will be changing it to 9 because our friend Chris um, takes a class until 9 o'clock. So every Wednesday we will be live with a new episode about talking about Magic the Gathering and much more. Plus, we are still working on a good schedule like that we can do some Commander Nights and as well play Magic the Gathering Arena in our facebook page so don't forget to follow all of our social media it's just easy hit the link on the top if you are in facebook it's our link tree and you will find even our audio um version of the podcast so don't miss out for more content and here we are i'm going to be presenting the rest of our cast and here we go the master of the dark arts the one and only JP. Hey, what's up? What's you, up, JP? You you were a bit off sync, but now now it's perfect. Yes, I know. Is it I think that every time that I at least work with a lot of things at the same time, I would need to like refresh the camera like that it goes back to where where it goes. And then here we have our sleepy head. Um he always he yesterday we were supposed to go live. But, you know, they cast it sleep and he just was tapped down and the bed was the winner in this case. Here you go with Chris. <laughs> hey, my dudes, am I I'm like unmuted? Let me double check no, here. Okay, yeah, we're good. You're okay, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> okay, yeah. Guys. It's been the start of a tons of new journeys, so let's see what's up. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, right. Uh, next week. Yeah, next week on Monday, I start a ready hire boot camp with a company so it will be a whole week let's see how it goes i hope that everything goes well on my side see if somebody catches my you know says like you're hired on the on the spot <laughs> but guys so kamigawa neo neon dynasty before we keep um chris do you have any more a link for the announcement that you showed us during the day yes i do i'll get i'll get that for you guys in just a second okay well while chris looks for for that link so kamigawa neon dynasty we have gone through the spoilers this spoiler season and there's been a lot of spoilers out right now we're at at least in mythic spoilers we're at 225 cards already spoiled um and the, and there's 302 so there's still a big Pretty chunk yeah, pretty uh -huh. sure we could. We should only cover like the rares and maybe like some notable uncommons because there's yeah. a lot of cards. There's a lot of cards, um, but at least I already chose my top five cards, the five cards that I really want to get off the bat. Um, plus, these cards are mostly for Commander because that new Commander that's coming up, the Asorius one, uh, I, I want it. I need it. It's really I can't interesting. Believe, you, you, uh -huh. you want the like the four mana one? Yeah, I want the the yeah. um the one that draws what's cards. It called? The one that, that you can tap Shiokai? to draw cards. Or Shiokai. 
Let me check. Shorikai, Shorikai Genesis Engine. Yes, that that one. Yeah. Even I can't believe I didn't other... mention how how you go infinite with this because it's I, I I figured it out as soon as like, mm-hmm. I, like when you talked about it, I didn't really talk about it is going infinite, but it's like uh, afterwards I was like, oh wait, this just goes infinite really really damn easily. Oh no, they I didn't notice that they spoiled a couple of more cards from the commanders. Yeah, uh, they're, they're starting to come out. Yeah, so they have an, they, there's a dog as well, Joshimura, ever faithful. We'll get into that in a second. Um, so, so at least my five cards are mostly based off the, the commander, um, the, the this new Astorius commander, and I think that there's only one card that I like from the bunch. I know that there's more. I I do like the planeswalkers. Um, they do seem like a lot of fun. But at least for for my type of for the commander that I have, I don't I have not sat down to see if they do work with the synergy that the commander has. But for 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 anything, have you guys um, do you guys have any any hype from this from this set? Oh, there's a lot. Like, there's so many good cards. There's like, uh, Orengo's not going to be joining us today. Uh, but yesterday, uh, when we were just talking about the set, there's so many good cards. So many good start cards for standard. For, so many good cards for modern, like for, for potential modern decks, for potential uh, commander decks. It's just so many. Okay, so let me go ahead and just share um share the announcement probably we will probably will not i turned off the audio but for everybody that is watching us this is what they announced um for kamigawa neon dynasty from wizard of the coast so apparently we're gonna get hatsune miku cards I don't I actually right? I don't think we're getting cards. I think that the only purpose of this whole thing was just to have like a promo. Like at least there hasn't been any mm-hmm. announcement of any Hatsune Miku cards. I think that it would be I don't want to say a disappointment, but at least you know, I, at least I would be a little disappointed if after this whole promo we don't even get like maybe a Hatsune Miku uh, secret layer even though I'm just not a fan of the secret layer product, but since we're clearly not getting it in the set or, you know, until further notice um i would at least hope that we're getting a secret layer because i'm not a huge hatsune miku fan but you know if it's there like you know might as well use it i guess you know what i mean mm-hmm. no yeah um i'm actually intrigued because i like we already we already half we're already almost halfway through the spoilers so then they have not shown any type of like collaboration with Hatsune Miku so probably we're not getting like this this same treatment as as uh, other sets you know like um that uh Godzilla you know like the Godzilla Mm -hmm. thing in in Ikoria so I, I don't think that Hatsune Miku is like a broad brand to go you know to have a collaboration to give us cards 
so broad how so because even though hatsune miku like herself like is, is just like okay yeah it's just hatsune miku but in like in the in the company in which the it's involved in uh releasing uh hatsune miku stuff uh there's like a bunch of vocaloids that's what they're what they're called right okay uh yeah like I, I forget their names but it's like a luca and there's like two like little blonde ones there's one with pink hair um and there's uh there's like a, a, a pretty big cast of characters like they could definitely there's more than enough characters for them to like vocaloids for them to uh to do like a bunch of uh like alter arts cards and stuff like that okay so i do think it would definitely be hella cool um another another note is that this video that is being uh displayed right now it's actually like a three minute video because it's like the whole song or like two and a half minute video i think mm -hmm. it is or it's, um, um three minutes and eight seconds dang so um this is the first one that i saw and compared to the previous work i've seen done uh by the company that publishes uh you know that has all these vocaloids mm -hmm. i was a little underwhelmed because you know the song, the, like i've heard some of the songs before and again i'm not a huge fan but i think that they've had definitely have had much better songs before and the video in itself there is kind of a point in which all they do is just kind of zoom into the same like zoom in and out of the same static image of the dragons yeah which look really cool for like a second but then you realize that it's like a whole minute of them just like going panning in and out then i kind of realized that the whole purpose of this was literally just to make the magic arena promo which i think i sent to you guys in like a second link let me try that real quick see if it uh, displays actually no it doesn't it just takes you directly to a facebook link but there is uh, you can probably try to find it on youtube it's literally just like a 30 second arena promo which i think makes both the song and the video in general just look better because it's just one loop of like you know Hatsune Miku and then the dragons and that's it like just the magic mm -hmm. arena uh, like splash screen and you're you're done with it okay but... yeah because at least at least in the magic the gathering <laughs> facebook page there is no um how do you call it uh there is no like you don't have no like the video, video or the promo around there i i do have it right here I think I found it. Give me one second. Oh yeah, here it is. I, yeah, it's, it. I think I think it's in the one. link I sent you guys, like the last one I sent on the on the chat. Now, there you go. Ooh, a bit of lag there, but yeah, it's like a nice. It's a it's a much. Uh, nicer looking 30 second promo in my opinion than actually having to go through the whole like three minute video but i don't know i think that the quality of the video itself could have been better considering the work i've seen done in the hatsune miku games like even their even their their own trailers just seem better mm -hmm. other than that you know the song's pretty pretty, pretty cool and i'm glad that uh that you know wizards of the coast is just kind of expanding into these different uh franchises and stuff and not necessarily trying to like stick him into the magic universe i guess mm -hmm. kind of what do you think about this thing. um jp i really have nothing nothing to say about it i don't i don't really know much about it at all <laughs> like, okay I, I i i'm completely out of the loop in this case so 
okay understandable uh, it's, uh, I'm okay with it you know if it, I just hope that either way I just one I don't want an, a secret layer with black bordered cards um you know like the stranger things and the uh yeah. whatchamacallit the walking dead you know i don't want that situation to happen again mm-hmm. because it's it's still now and we still haven't gotten um any reprints a, of like the stuff any reprints like of the walking dead cards and as well the stranger things um you know you could only get it for the secret layer so it's like you know those cards exist you can use them in commander but it still affects you know the whole point that if you didn't get them in secret layer you have to get them in the third party uh market so you know it's it's kind of difficult to to think about you know to think things like that right Mm -hmm. so now guys uh so i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna say i'm just gonna share it and these are basically the cards that uh, right now we have by date uh by date no i have them by color go ahead and put it by date because we, we last uh, we, uh last we covered was the 26th uh, the 25th technically 26th because there is no card spoiled the 26th so uh we have a lot to cover from the 27th onward January 31st. Like, we have a lot to cover. January 30th. 27th. There we go. That's, yeah. There we go. Because we already talked about those cards. Uh, so, yeah. I, noticed, I noticed that we have more shrines. So, this, the, this shrine thing is going to be a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, be it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a nice nod and uh, towards uh, original Kamigawa would be where the, the the enchantment shrines were actually quite strong and yeah. were are, and are very good in different formats like not not very good in different formats but like in the limited format uh, they are very they they they've always been very good. Uh, I like. Like if we if we continue seeing the cards, I like that uh, life of Toshiro Mezawa and the Michiko's Reign of Truth. These are nods to original Kamigawa car, uh, like cards. Like uh, Toshiro Mezawa is a, is a legendary. Uh, Michiko Konda is a, is another is another one. It's like nods to uh, previous uh, previous cards. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, you got like you got a you have... got Azusa's one too. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Azusa's many journeys, and then like a likeness of the seeker because she she's lost but seeking. Mm-hmm. And you know, Bosejo reaches Skyward, so you know the the, the land of Bosejo, which we will see because there is a Bosejo card, and it's it is it is amazing. So yep. uh, the Dragon Kami Reborn is our first rare. Oh, really? No. So the Dragon Kami Reborn, two of green. It's a saga. Uh, go up a little bit. There you yeah. go. Oh, there you go. Okay, you gain two life. So I want to enter. So you gain two life. Look at the top three cards of your library. Exile one of them face down, with a hatching counter on it. Put the rest of the bottom of your library in any order. And that has that's the uh, 
the first and the second. Then the third is exile this saga and return to the battlefield transformed under your control, and it becomes Dragon Kami's egg. Whenever Dragon Kami's egg or a dragon you control dies, you may cast a creature spell from among cards you own in exile with hatching counters on them without paying its mana cost. So basically, when this when this dies, you get to cast one thing. This is out of out of so many good rares. This is like an actual dud rare for the set. Yeah. You would you put this in a in a dragon deck? Uh, no. Let me read it once. You want no. gain two life. Look at the top two cards. Finally, exile one of them face down. With Should a hatching counter on her, then put the rest on the bottom of your library. Exile the Sala, return to transform whenever. I guess that maybe if you're running the first ever like dragon deck that has like heavy sack outlets, maybe. Uh, no. Actually, actually no, because um, if if you're playing a five colored dragon commander, let's put it that way. If you're playing five colors. There are other ways that you can um, just draw cards and get better cards and just exactly. a lot better. Or dragons. just put stuff in your graveyard, play Sign of the Earth Dragon, and just like use your graveyard and or just take them out of the graveyard with literally anything else. Yeah. 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 As well, you have the legendary, um, the legendary sorcery card, the the one that it's Orsoff that you can return everything legendary. Um, from the graveyard to to play. Yeah. I don't remember exactly if it's at any any place, including exile, but um, it's a really high costed um sorcery. You so, potentially like this for standard though. Yeah, mm, I think that you could potentially like this I... for standard, but again, it, it it's. <clears throat> It's not worth it because you have to find a way, you know, to either bring back the egg. I just need this to put down one big horrifying creature. As long as I have one Jim Jataxius under that, like under under that dragon kami, it's it's just gonna be like, come on, kill the kill my egg, do it, do it now, you know. So. I, I do think this could potentially be like okay for standard. It could be kind of like one of those, uh, just kind of a glass cannon deck. Like either it really, like either either it really really works or it really really doesn't. Because there is a lot of, uh, like there is a lot of exile for this in standard, especially having the uh, portable hole going around. Like it's a it's a one white exile something with converted mana cost two or less. The flip side of this should be zero mana, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that so that definitely like screws things over a little bit. Uh, there is one or two like red, uh, I think in either instants or sorceries that instead of just outright killing it, actually exile the target. Yeah. So that would definitely impede you from doing that. But there are a lot of uh, control decks that are trying to use a lot of board wipes. Um, so definitely like you know, get it having like a bigish board in mono green or in like a green blue deck and then you know wiping the board because if not you're going to die next turn and then just 
getting a gin, uh, like a gingitaxius on top of that would just be devastating. But again, it seems like a really hit or miss kind of thing. So I do think it can work in standard, but it just depends on what uh, what the meta turns into after the set comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys have too much faith. I, it's a it's a it's a dud rare. I don't know. It's just I kind of I kind of do have a little bit of faith in things that can like bring that can potentially bring something really big to the battlefield with yeah, the, without barely now, having to pay any costs. Now thinking about it, it re- if you read if you read the card um, well, it does not. It has to be things that you have po- po- post with the hatchling counter. Yep. Yeah. So so. Yeah, I, I agree with JP on this one. This card is really bad. If okay. it would have said that you would like exile, exile a card, let's say a card, or put it in the graveyard, and then the card would say like, oh, when this card dies or a dragon, then you can bring something from the graveyard. It would have been better. Yeah because this limits you for two cards only so mm-hmm. while while you're in the second chapter if you want to have more value for this card you would need to find a way to either flicker the card or bring it back to your hand and play it again in the same turn like that you can have more cards with the whole um putting them under under the hatchling counter thing for exile it's actually so specifically can... in standard not difficult at all oh no yeah I, playing, I know like that blue green like i'm thinking about blue green and just being able to drop like finishers like a bit more easily mm-hmm. like the uh you know i like this like one better. like if you would tell me to choose one of these two i'll choose oh, yeah. the one with the lands actually yeah <laughs> definitely especially because you can play it with uh what's yeah. your face with ren and ren and six is it or ren yeah, and seven? you can play this you can play this with any commander or anything that uses lands mm-hmm. because it it gives you two basic two basic cores and you put them in your hand and then it lets you play a land card from your graveyard to the top of your library and then it becomes the big creature um, or what well, my bad big plant <laughs> um, for each land that you plant control creature. so this is this is a potential 4-4 four, four mm-hmm. when you play it in turn I, 4 I don't like that I, I don't like this either <laughs> I don't oh know oh my god <laughs> at least for like, commander search, I search, like search, it yeah for 4 mana searching 2 forest to your hand nah then then you put uh, you can put up to 1 target land from your graveyard to the uh, to the top of your library so now you're gonna draw another land <laughs> that's three lands you are sure you don't have them in your deck anymore but that's a card you could have drawn that could have been some action i mean it is up Four to mana? one target you don't have exactly to yes there, you know? yes it, but if you do it's card disadvantage it's not even mm-hmm. good yeah <laughs> okay let's jump into the next um uh, it's where? teachings of the kieran yes. it's one teachings and a green of the thunder horses uh, has three chapters. It says the yeah. first chapter is mill three cards, create a one-one colorless spirit creature token. Chapter two, put a one-one counter on target creature. And chapter three, exile this saga, then return it to the battlefield transform. That it says the following: whenever Kieran touch Orichi attack, 
exile target creature card from a graveyard, when you do create a 1-1 spirit token, the or the Very second good. ability that exile target non-creature card, and you can put a 1-1 counter on target creature you control. There's See, so this much is graveyard a good card. In this, this is a good card. There's a lot it, of graveyard hate. It it feels like, like this this card feeds itself because you're milling three <laughs> cards and then you create a one one. Then mm -hmm. you start buffing that you can buff that one one or any other creature and then start doing the same thing over and over again. Yep. Yep. Now there comes my favorite legendary land of the set, Boseju who endures. I think we can all agree. This is the one. Yeah, just stick it. If you're playing green, you don't have a reason not to have Boseju in your deck. Period. <laughs> like, there's just no reason not to. Whether it's standard, whether it's, I don't know, legacy, dude. Just play Boseju. You're going to get value out of it. <laughs> you, you either get yourself a land that just doesn't come in tap, period. Or you can just discard it and just blow something up that your opponent controls up. Like, it's, it's just great. target, artifact, enchantment, or non-basic land and opponent controls. That player may search their library for a land card with basic land type. Put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. Visibility costs one less to activate for each legendary creature you control. It already costs two mana. Mm -hmm. It already costs... I feel like yeah. it would be more balanced if we're three. Because it's two and a and two and a green. That way you have to have two, and then it's only two mana. But basically, if you have your commander out, you just pay green to do that. And on an effect on a land, it's a bit pushed. Uh, it's not pushed. It's it's not a bit pushed. It is pushed. Yeah, it's perfect. That's exactly how I like my cards. Push. <laughs> <laughs> the next uh, card is. I, I do want to. I do want to just like mention yeah. enthusiastic artificer. Yeah, yeah, I know you were, and I, I was yes, gonna. Yes. Yes. No, I th I th like next to the Seiju. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's a, it's an uncommon, but artifact spells cost one less to cast. Joyra loves this, and I regret not having those pieces just to put her back together for the specific purpose of sticking a goblin artificer in there that isn't slow bad. <laughs> Shit, that's that's another another card to to have um to pay to give you less cost on your on your artifacts. It's insane. That's amazing. It's great. Sadly, well, it's it's is it so I can't play it in my commander. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so surge hacker mech i like the yes. fact that we have mechs and i'm loving this uh reasons why i want the commander <laughs> so it's an artifact vehicle with menace five five for four that says whenever um surge hacker mech enters the battlefield it deals damage equal to twice the number of vehicles you control to target creature or planeswalker and opponent controls and it has crew four i am disappointed with this card Yes. I, I feel like this should have hit face. And if this should have hit face, it would have made a vehicle deck, like, uh, make sure a vehicle deck would have been a thing. Yeah. Or just hit any target. And, uh, any target, yeah. But it's like, I feel yeah. actually, actually, no. I feel like it should just hit face. Because if it hits if it's any target, it's too good. Yeah. Uh, in, in that specific deck. But if only if it only hit face, it becomes the, like, the staple finisher. I also think that if it's going to specifically, yeah, 
But I also feel like if it's just going to specifically either hit creatures or planeswalkers, I would hope that you it's like a, an effect you can kind of do over and over, like enter the battlefield and attack, you know, or attack. Uh, that way, at least, I don't know, I feel like you can get a little bit more out of it. Yeah, but at, at twice the number of vehicles, it's too much. Yeah, I kind of get it. But mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm comparing this to uh, the elf, the three mana elf, that when it enters, it deals damage to, to an opponent equal to the number of elves you have. Yeah, but so, compare, compare the amount of elves an elf deck can produce versus the amount of vehicles a vehicle deck can produce. I mean, it's just not enough. Usually it's enough. Vehicle decks... Well, uh, I'm, I'm well sure if, you, if right in, now, in Kaladesh, in Kaladesh, there were vehicles that they would cost one mana. And two. Or um, two. It's like you, I'm not sure you played standard for Kaladesh, but vehicle decks were like one of vehicles was the deck to be. To beat. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's the, one that I, it's the one that I started building at the time. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one that I remember because it was like if it was yesterday. Um, yeah. I remember that when I went to GP Florida, Josue uh, from ISD Gaming. By that time, I was in that team as a Magic the Gathering um, amateur player because I was not even pro yet. Uh, but he was he told me like you should change your your deck to mardu vehicles because it was the deck that was mostly um used in the gp yep i told them that no it's fine they had the they had the pieces to to build it so um i told them no it's fine and that is the deck that literally beat me every time i was like so mad oh, <laughs> but yeah. it, it happens it happens such a good so we deck. have two two rare we got the right reality chip by the way the blue one over there oh wait yeah i just saw it i just i didn't i didn't yeah, see the biting the palm, palm ninja, ninja. Yeah. yeah biting palm ninja it's two and a black creature human ninja he's a three three he has ninjutsu for two and a black biting palm ninja enters the battlefield with a menace counter on it and when it deals combat damage to a player you may remove a menace counter from it when you do, that player reveals their hand, and you choose a non-land card from it, exile that card. So if you play this normally, it will still have the menace, and uh, menace will always be a good uh, evasive keyword, so you can hit and activate a second ability. Or you can just ninjutsu, ninjutsu it and get the, uh, the effect either way. Yeah. Uh, I like this card for uh, like uh, ninja decks. Uh, it'll probably be very useful there, but uh, I feel like ninjutsu, like the, the ninjutsu should be either one mana less for two, uh, being at two mana for to be like, like, be like, like worth it over just like, casting it normally. Yeah, because you still get the menace anyways. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can just cast this later and just get yeah, no, no, no matter the situation that you choose, let it be. Um, casting it or ninjutsuing it, you still get the menace counter. Yeah, yeah. but so it's uh, so um, what I do. What I do really like about the card, though, is that it doesn't rely like exclusively on it being cast with menace, uh, with menace, <laughs> with uh, with, with ninjutsu. ninjutsu. Yeah, for mm -hmm. it to activate its second ability, like it doesn't depend on that, and I think that like works out great for it. Yeah, yeah, it does. That's so, good. You wanna. You wanted to cover the reality chip 
Yes, I. This is like one of my favorite cards in the set, simply because of its like importance in the lore more than anything. Uh, so the reality chip, a legendary artifact creature equipment jellyfish. That's kind of a mouthful. So you may look at the top card of your library at any time. Uh, as long as the reality chip is attached to a creature, you may play lands and cast spells from the top of your library. It has an equip or reconfigure in this case cost of, I think it's two and a blue, correct? It's a total. Yeah. Yes. And reconfigure. it is a zero four. Just in case for everybody that is listening to us or watching us, reconfigure is a new mechanic that you can um, attach the equipment uh, creature to to another creature or you can detach it so it's like it's like if it was um dang i had it uh right there in my in my mind uh like but it's bestow? it's it's like it, yeah it's like bestow exactly so you can attach it to your creature of yours so you can just detach it yeah oh no you can't you can't detach I think you can detach. No, yeah, it says oh, attach from a creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. or on, on a touch. Yeah, actually, and yeah, it's not okay. It's not. It's not. It's similar to equip, but equip you cannot unequip. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's basically. Uh, the, I the name of this card. Oh, uh, the lore is that if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I'm, I I haven't uh, read like I kind of skimmed over the lore. I didn't like really read like in depth. I suppose. But if I'm not mistaken, they're actually attempting to use the reality chip so that my other favorite card in the set, uh, the the Wandering Emperor, is essentially able to stay in Kamigawa. Because I don't know if you guys already knew, but the Wandering Emperor kind of works backwards to the other Planeswalkers. Um, in which usually a planeswalker, every time they planeswalk, they you know they'll feel weakened and tired because you know mm-hmm. planeswalking takes a lot of energy. However, the wandering emperor instead of getting tired every time she planeswalks she feels weakened when she stays too long in the same plane so she has to constantly be planeswalking essentially to be able to just kind of like uh you know not get all like weakened and stuff um and she's kind of trying to stay in kamigawa it's it's uh, according to one of the cards i think it's one of the uncommons around in the set um they uh she kind of has something going on with kaito so that's that's among many other reasons that she might have to stay in kamigawa i mean that's that definitely seems to be one of them and you know other than the fact that she is like in line for the throne if not like the active emperor of kamigawa it's kind of important to be able to stay in the place that you are ruling (laughs) so if Mm -hmm. i'm not mistaken they were trying to essentially attach this uh this reality chip to uh to the emperor so that she was able to stay here but then you know old jim gingitaxius uh had a you know interfered because right at the moment in which they were going to attach the chip i think it was she planeswalks away because she wasn't like in control at that moment so she just kind of planeswalked away and Jin uh Gingitaxius just kind of jumped in and in that moment like something like something happens and they that's where they end up uh turning Tamiyo into a Phyrexian. Mm. So some interesting, interesting. stuff oh, uh, going I on. Wanna, just in case uh there's a card uh, you passed I kind of want to talk about real quick. Ooh. It's similar to the this Jukai Naturalist. 
the same yes. thing for, from the Goblin Artificer, but for uh, enchantments. Enchantments. It's very huge. It's very mm -hmm. strong. Uh, for Commander. So, just wanted to point it out. Yes. Commander's the thing, guys. And also, we got one of the goodest boys down there. The greater Tanuki. <laughs> <laughs> and we also got a good boy up there with the spirited companion. Look at him. Look at him. He's got like a little bow on him. Look at him. He's so cute. Yeah, I actually noticed that there, is it Magic the Gathering is trying to bring like the whole dogs and hounds more hounds, because a dog, dog, uh, hounds don't exist anymore. It's the, it's been they're just, of, uh, just dogs no, they're, now. They're just dogs. Yeah. Okay. This is good. So, this is good. So, exactly. Support for that dog commander that was that was roaming I'll about an M nineteen. I'm glad. So I want to talk about so much the Wandering Emperor. But let's go ahead and um, go <laughs> Tameshi. to Tameshi, Reality Architect, two and a blue, legendary creature, Moonfolk Wizard. That whenever one or more non-creature permits are returned to the hand, draw a card. This ability triggers only once each turn. Um, then she has another ability that's um, white and X. This has return a land you control to its owner's hand. Return target artifact or enchantment um, card with mana value X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Activate only as a sorcery. I like it. I, I want to like it more than I do. Like at first I saw it and I'm like, this is my next commander. And then I'm like, I mean, this is really cool, but it's not my kind of deck. No, I like it for the 99. Hmm. I feel like this is a lot stronger than what people might give it give it credit mm -hmm. for in commander because you can start bouncing thing like even uh, even one bounce per uh, per turn. So I bounce one of my things in my turn. I draw a card, and uh, I pass a turn, and then there's an effect on the field, and I bounce that one other thing on your on the on the field, and now uh, I draw a card, and now do that same thing every single turn uh, the mm -hmm. incremental value is is there oh yeah i like the first part of the effect it's the second part that i just kind of don't know like what to do with i mean you could just bring back like as long as you can bring consistently bring back one really strong thing in your turn like that's good enough um but i don't know it's just not my personal kind of deck. i like it. I, I would I like probably it. just build something more spell slingy rather than trying to build it uh, artifact based which totally goes against like you know the card itself but that's i just, like uh, it no. because of the fact that let's say me that i have already planning on building the vehicle commander right so this card can help me bring back any vehicle that i can use or even my commander Mm -hmm. so it helps yeah. me out a lot in in regards I'm, to that i'm just thinking like returning a uh, like running a pacifism type deck and just like oh yeah your creature is now uh, uh, a pacifist running, running attack then then when that when the when the creature dies and the, you have a passive pacifism in in your in your uh graveyard mm -hmm. you can just pay x uh, so i pay let's say two and a white and bring the uh, the pacifism back to the battlefield. Note that when an aura enchantment enters the battlefield, and it does it will it was not cast. It does not target, so you can attach it to anything, whether it has hexproof and or shroud. You choose what it is attached. Actually, I didn't know that. 
it is very obscure it's very it's it's it, it's enter you uh, and and an enchantment aura only targets when it is about to uh when when you are casting it interesting i like when it, it enters the battlefield it does not have a target Ah, so well, that definitely just upgraded the value in my mind. <laughs> yes. So this is a card that I want to talk about. So it's the Wandering Emperor is two white and and two, legendary Planeswalker. Um, uh, has a static ability. Plus it has flash that says as long as the Wandering Emperor entered the battlefield this turn, you may activate her loyalty ability. Anytime you could cast an instant. Uh, first, the plus one is that you can put a 1-1 one, one counter on top of, on up to one target creature, it gains first strike. Uh, minus one, they create a white samurai token with vigilance, and a minus two that exiled target tap creature, you gain two life. I really do like the card a lot. Yes. Um, the sad part about it is that I've been thinking on how to add it to my planeswalker commander <laughs> but sadly the first two abilities don't help me that much but the se- the like third like- one the third one though the third like one it's strong enough for your deck exactly that's what i'm saying you know because yeah. it, it it's not that's why i'm saying i would have i would have liked it more if probably the um Plus ability would have done something different. What mm. would it that be? I really, I would not say off the bat like what. Tapped out a creature or something. <laughs> exactly something that different, you know. But I do like the minus two ability because it's exiled a tap creature. Mm. Uh, I like the fact because it says exile, and but it's a combat trick planeswalker. Like that alone mm-hmm. is actually really cool exactly so i do like it for that but sadly i would just have it for like collector perspective (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i like it i do like it but at the same time it's like eh, it's fine okay who wants to read tezzeret i'll read tezzeret uh tezzeret betrayer of flesh it's two blue blue legendary planeswalker tezzeret he enters with four loyalty counters his static ability is the first ability of an artifact you activate each turn costs two less to activate then he has a plus one that which reads draw two cards then discard two cards on the you discard an artifact then a negative two target artifact becomes like target artifact becomes an artifact creature if it isn't a vehicle it has base power and toughness for four and then a negative six you get an emblem with whenever an artifact you control becomes tapped draw a card okay so before we continue talking about tezzeret we do have a comment it says the exile isn't nearly enough to make it sound fun hmm yeah Wait, I guess that's, like to me, since it's a combat trick planeswalker, I'm thinking more maybe like uh, you know standard purposes or for like mm-hmm. a deck that really has more use for it. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Tezzer, let's so get back to Tezzer. Uh, I like that Tezzer makes a, a an artifact creature a four four permanently. That is not until on the turn you will have a four four, and it just it, it's an artifact creature in addition, and it's just a four four. Uh, if it's a vehicle, 
then you, it's just an artifact creature, and now you know you no longer have to make a, a crew it to make it a, a an artifact, you know, like, like a, you know, an, a creature. It's just permanently a, a creature. Yeah. Uh, I really don't talk about when when, I, when looking at planeswalkers with ha- which have an ultimate ability. Uh, in this case, being the negative six, I don't really talk about it much because. Usually, if the player or the group you're playing with is good, then or uh, generally speaking, you just try to eliminate a planeswalker before you can alt. So uh, I don't find this alt being uh, like normally possible. But if you if you manage to pull it off, it's okay. Like my mana mm-hmm. rocks now now draw you cards as well as adding yeah. mana, so they're pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the Jin Detaxis a Progress Tyrant. Is a five favorite, and favorite two card blue. of the set. Um, legendary Same. creature, Phyrexian Praetor. Whenever you cast an artifact, an instant, and or a sorcery spell, copy that spell. You may choose a new target for the copy. Um, this ability triggers only once each turn. Then there's another text that says whenever an opponent casts an artifact, instant or sorcery, counter that spell. This trigger only um, only once each turn, and it's a 5-5. Five, five. Before we continue with that, we have here Lazy Boy. It says Tezret seems to have a kill me now or I pop off 5 within an artifact decks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's this okay. is going on the 99. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go talk about Jin. What do you guys think about Jin? He, I love him. Weaker than, it, he's it a lot weaker illegal. than what I thought he would be. I don't mm. uh, like. It's like original Jin Gitaxius says, "You don't get to play the game, and I get to play the game," <laughs> and that's like a lot, very strongly blue, but like in the evil blue. And this fair. is like not evil enough. Mm-hmm. I get it, but to be it fair, just, keep in mind this is going for this is going into standard. So, and the other, what do you mean? Uh, so, like the, all of the, the original one, traders, no, basically no, tell me, you let, you can't play finish. the game, dude. Is like the other the other one entered standard too. All yeah. sets have to go through. Like most of all sets have to go through standard. standard was the other one, standard. It doesn't matter. I want my traders to be evil. Look at look yes. at uh, look at uh, uh, Vorinclex. The last one, it was yeah. pretty damn good. It was pretty evil. It was G- like G- Ginger Taxis is gonna get banned for like. I'm pretty sure this dude is like people are gonna cry and they're gonna ban this from standard as it is. Imagine if they it's made him more powerful. Mana. Like, it's seven, it's seven mana. mana. Yeah, so was all runes epiphany. Oh, you still butter man <laughs> is like wow. It's like no, this this is it's a creature. This can be handled. You can kill this. Handled? It can be removed from the board. Handled. Most people can't. Won't we'll, we'll be able to handle this. Mm-hmm. I assure you that. Especially because since it counters the first like instant or sorcery spell you cast, like this one. Insane, What's it called? A ravenous chupacabra. It's a creature. There. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah, you're th- you're you're thinking of commander, dude. But these things are going into standard. And like the, the that's what, what most people are going to be concerned about. That's what at Wizards seven, of the Coast is concerned about. Sadly. At seven, at seven mana is is uh, I, I feel like my seven mana. I and I and I talked about this last time. 
Seven mana for a blue deck should be, I win the game. And this doesn't win the game, this just prolongs the game. Mm -hmm. And prolonging the game causes a, a, a chance to lose the game. Mm -hmm. That is true. And, and, I'm, and I am talking about standard, because mm -hmm. seven mana in, 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 oh, yeah. in Commander is, is not, nothing. not that much. Yes, but. so the next card is Tamiyo, Completed, Completed. Sage. Um, yes. It's two green, Phyrexian, and blue. Um, legendary Placewalker Tamiyo, Completed, um, is that you can pay either blue or green or two life just for the phyrexian cost the plus one is tap up wait no no wait you didn't finish that there's, there's a bit more oh if wait life was paid oh if life is paid the place walker with two fewer loyalty counters which will is actually with very three. relevant yeah yeah and then it has a plus one ability tap up to one target artifact or creature it doesn't untap during its controller next on tap step minus x exile target non-land permanent card with mana value x from your graveyard create a token that's a copy of that card minus seven create tamiyo's um notebook a legendary colorless artifact token with spells you cast cost two less to cast and tap draw a card i love this card it's beautiful Yes. Yeah, it's it, it's a strong card. It's a good card. I love it. It's a great card. <laughs> I, I like it. That they, like they they they've learned from their mistakes from Phyrexian mana and now completed not uh, like the Phyrexian mana equivalent has mm -hmm. a downside to it. In this case, being the two fewer less loyalty. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of huge. One of the things yeah. that I like about the card is that um the the first ability puts down that uh, at least me thinking as a commander player right so i like that the first ability is to tap something and let it be an artifact or a creature so you can either taps down a threat oh huh? it just taps down a threat exactly it taps down a threat it can tap down uh, a uh, a combo for if you're an artifact player um, a creature could be some something in the board, like let's say uh, a 10 10 Ulamog that will exile 20 cards. Um, so it's a it's a great plus one. I like the Minex X more because, for example, in my case, Super Friends doesn't have that much um, graveyard uh, cards to bring back Planeswalkers. Um, or either they're very expensive cards so that you have to use them for like very very late game at least this one with five mana you can actually at least bring back something that's either five or less mm -hmm. from the time that it comes into play so and the ult i do like it i like the fact that the spells cost uh the spell cast costs two less um, and oh, you can yeah. draw a card, but again, in Commander, you, we all know that at the moment that you put something and everybody says that's a threat, they're gonna they, they're gonna take it down. Oh <laughs> yeah, you're right. 
Okay, Lazy Boy says something. Big prolong can work out for Blue, no? Uh, yes, not but that later to the game. Exactly. It's like if you pro if you keep prolonging the game, there's more chances for people to just kind of get out of your control and mm -hmm. just beat you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Correct. Okay, oh. so we have um. I know that the the goblin. I know that Chris will want to read the goblin, um, but I'll do Mirrorbox. Mirrorbox is a card that uh, I don't remember what's the old one called, but the other one was a little bit much more expensive. It's five. I think the other one's like five mana. Five mana. Yeah. So this one says that the legend rule doesn't apply to permanents you control. Each legendary creature you control gets plus one plus one. And then each non-token creature you control gets plus one, plus one for each other creature you control with the same name as that creature. So uh, the, the original one is called Mirror Gallery. And it's just five mana and it says the legend rule doesn't apply. Mm -hmm. This is just better legend ca gallery, much better legend gallery. Yeah. yeah. I like that second ability. I can stick it in my goblin deck. I can make Krenko a 4-4. All the goblins get plus one, plus one, because everybody else on the table is named Goblin. You know, Goblin is the perfect name. It's great. Yeah, but it says non-token. non-token. All right, it's non-token. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> I always get sad with these non-token things. Oh, God. Um, uh, this is like a very gimmicky thing. I, I'm, I'm sure someone will find a way to use it, but uh, I don't feel like the 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 mirror gallery got like saw any any significant play. I don't really feel like this will either. Yeah. It might, but it might not. It probably was it won't. Probably like a really niche deck that uses the yeah. uh, helm of the hosts. Probably. Mm -hmm. Actually, not even because Helm of the Host makes it so that the legend rule doesn't apply, anyways. I mean, I guess you can give it uh, plus one I mean, plus one. It removes the legendary, so. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see what people start brewing in the interwebs. Mm hmm. Then so. you got Scrap Welder. Yes. Chris? My buddy. The Goblin Artificer. He comes down for two and a red. And you can tap him and sacrifice an artifact with X mana value and return target artifact with mana value X or less than X, sorry, from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste until the end of the turn. And it's just the worst goblin welder. And it makes it's me just sad. the worst goblin welder. Yeah. Much worse goblin welder. Like it comes it, it comes down for three mana. It's sure the stats are nice. It's a it's a it's a it's a three mana three three. It's fine. But you know, yeah, you, you went still, even, yay! Yeah, you, you went even, and then mm -hmm. you're sacrificing an artifact with with like converted mana, like mana value X, and then you got to bring something of lesser converted mana cost. You can't even do equal, which already makes this kind of. I don't want to call him bad, but but yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't I don't like him. I run Goblin Welder for a reason, and this is not exactly. it. Exactly. So. Uh, I like the invoke um, uh, cycle. They all, I feel like they're all pretty decent. Uh, the blue one's probably one of the weakest, but uh, let's say the, the black one. Invoke despair. One black, 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 black. So four black, and that's five mana in total. It's a sorcery. Target opponent sacrifices a creature. If they can't, they lose life, and you draw a card. 
then repeat this process for each for an enchantment, for an enchantment. and a planeswalker. Yeah. So uh, they get to they sacrifice a creature, an enchantment, or planeswalker, or planeswalker because being like it, it being repeated. This Terry is not bad. Likes this. It's Terry, Terry it's, likes like, this a lot. Like it's not bad, but uh, I feel like I've seen this type of card run go go through standard, uh, and this is like a punisher type card, and it just never works out. Giving your opponent a, a an option, I guess. Because, well, it's not necessarily an option, but like if they don't yeah. have a planeswalker or an enchantment, then at two mana, at five mana to sacrifice one creature, uh, I don't think it's gonna be good enough. I think otherwise, you get probably the draw card, but then you start better. losing life at five mana. I don't feel like it's it's worth it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think this would this would have been way better at a. Uh... Um, if it had something like, oh, well, target opponent sacrifices the creature with, like, the highest power or highest, like, mana costs, I think would have definitely been better just because yeah, of how, like, the whole curve and standard kind of works. I feel like I should have said instead of target opponent, I said each opponent and then the power level of this card would, uh, would, uh, would be strong enough. Yeah, yeah. that would be cost. definitely if it's each opponent, you could start drawing a lot of cards out of nowhere, but that's a lot of life loss. That's yeah. like a lot of life loss. I would have preferred that and then just bumping it up to Mythic instead of having, you know. No, like the, the, the entire because I don't, I don't feel like it's uh, like even, even, even by saying each opponent, it, it would be Mythic worthy because that's a lot of life loss. I'm, I'm gonna tell you that right there. Yeah. If it's six, like let's say nobody has anything and you play this, yeah. that's six per person. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Suddenly you you lost eighteen life. You drew like you you, you drew nine cards, but there's a, a question right here. Wait, Lazy boy one losing the life. So would it be for each enchantment and planeswalker? No. So no, what it's it, not each. So what it does, um lazy boy, is that target opponent sacrifices a creature. So after all of this resolves, then it'll be target opponent sacrifices an enchantment. It resolves again, and then the planeswalker. So it resolves. Yep. It has to. It has to be. The card lets you um, do do the same effect three times for three different um, card types for creature, enchantment, and planeswalker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, the next card, uh, part of next the cycle card. of the legendary lands. This set has a lot of cycles. Oh yeah. Yes, so, I like that. Uh, Slokenzan. Crucible of Defiance, legendary land. It can add, it adds red and has the channel ability. It's three and a red. They start seconds on Crucible of Defiance, and you create two one one color spirit creature tokens. They gain haste, and the same clause being that this ability costs one less for each legendary creature you control. This is so, so weak in comparison. It's is so weak in comparison to the, mm -hmm. to, the to the, to the even at two or? mana, even at two mana. It would just be an equivalent of a, a goblin, like a, a like Krenko's command or like the the uh, dragon fodder. Just two mana, two two one ones, and they don't they don't yep. even have a goblin creature type, which is a lot better. Mm -hmm. So it should have should have been two goblin samurai. It should have been uh, yeah. I actually do feel like it should have been two goblin samurai or something like that. Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, I think uh, that would have been better. And uh, uh, the last card from, from January 27th is Kadama of the West Tree. 
two and a green legendary creature spirit, and it's a three three. It has reach. Modified creatures you control have trample. We've already covered what modified is, but again, it's uh, equipment arrows you control and counters are modifications mm-hmm. for creatures. Uh, whenever modified a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, search your library for a basic land card and put until battlefield tapped, then shuffle. Plus one counter decks. This goes in. This is like super strong. You start just smacking for a bunch and if they all have plus one counters, and suddenly you just ramp a bazillion. Yeah, yeah because the Tor- good thing Torrens is that that's whenever A. What? Which one? Torrens. Torrens would enjoy this. This is a very strong card. Uh, I still feel like Kodama of the East Tree is stronger. But it kind of lets you play permanence for free, so that's cheating of permanence. That's quite. I mean, anything that lets you cheat stuff into play is just. Yeah. Yes. But it's also, but it's also like six mana, and this, uh, and, and this is three right. mana. Okay, our it next really card in, in mono green though, just just stay, uh, just stay Another yeah. of the cycles. This is the march of the rec- of, of reckless, reckless joy. joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's X and a red. It's an instant. As an additional cost to cast this spell, you may exile any number of red cards from your hand. This spell costs two less to cast for each card exiled this way. Exile top X cards of your library. You may play up to two of those cards until end of until the end of your next turn. Uh, in terms of this cycle, the, the the red one's actually not that bad. Uh, getting to maybe like you have two duds, uh, uh, like two dud cards. Uh, you can just exile those. Now uh, this cost the, the card costs two less for each one. That's four less. Then you just mm-hmm. pay a one red and exile the top four cards and get to play two of them. I feel like at that rate it's pretty good because you replace the two cards while looking at four cards. Mm-hmm and uh, anything anything extra is like if you have l- like a lot of cards in hand or if you have a lot of things that won't work but because you can only cast up to two of those spells you can play up to two of those cards then uh, I feel like maybe t- uh, exiling two red cards is a, a, as much value as you'll get yeah. uh, now that this says play up to two, up two of those cards you can play lands mm-hmm that kind of hurts me even more the fact that i would have to essentially choose in between playing a land or playing like or getting like more value out of this by just straight up playing a spell i mean you could exile let's say you have uh like shit two two shit red cards in your hand that don't work at the moment you exile those two get four cards oh look I got three lands and one and one card I can actually cast. So you cast the card and get a land. You still that, get that's a problem. That. That's that's usually never the case. Like every time you, like I don't know if it's just my luck or something, but usually every time you you really need to cast a spell like this because of that same reason, like you have some duds in your hand or something, you never you never just exile a bunch of duds and then just like one like good card. No, it's usually just like. But the, the way it kind of tends to go sometimes is like you exile something really expensive that you wouldn't have been able to cast anyways. You exile like maybe maybe a land if you're really lucky, and then the the other two cards are like burn spells. So 
it all depends because this card is really good for that commander that likes playing things on in the exile prosper like prosper yes. yeah and if i'm not mistaken there are cards that let you play um cards on your on the exile pile so sorry in a sense exactly even though that there are very few but in the sense of like at least that commander this card is amazing you know because even though it lets you um play only up to two but <clears throat> if you do get like ex like a card that lets you play cards from the exile then you can play the two that you choose and then the x amount of cards that you've chosen uh that are the to pay for x so i don't know i think it's a good card for, for at least for for commander and for standard i do like it because it's an instant yeah. so you can play this at the end of the of, at the end of your opponent's turn and let's say that you are mana flooded mm -hmm. that happens a lot in standard so let's say that you as a mono red player you have eight lands so you can do this for for five and maybe out of those five probably you'll you'll have like two to three lands again so and then the two, and the two cards that you can that you can choose that probably they they probably good cards i just actually started thinking that this could probably have a lot more value in something like is it in standard yeah maybe yeah. even in modern because it's one mana and you start uh, getting rid of the cards that don't work yeah. and you're getting getting more spells yeah actually the, the more i think about this card the more i kind of like it see uh so, i don't i don't think i i love it for commander i don't feel like it's good for commander i feel like yeah. it's good for a well, smaller and modern i'm actually i'm actually thinking about this card a lot like especially in is it because for just one red mana being able to potentially exile answers from the top of your deck for something your your opponent is playing i mean i think this is this is actually fantastic so probably <clears throat> my bad so look at this um the chandra from crimson vow Ooh. it actually goat. her old her old does say exile the top five cards of your library you may cast red spells from among them this turn yeah, but it's still her ult. I mean, again, how often do you get to ult a planeswalker like that? You know, in that, standard, that's, that's the issue. But it's in standard because her 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 second ability it's uh, to exile the top card if it's red. You can mm -hmm. cast it that turn, and uh, the first one gives her man. It gives her mana. The like the genre but, specific one is like those spells you you exile, not necessarily red spells in exile. Okay. Mm. Okay. So, <laughs> for the next one, March of Otherworldly Light is white and X as an additional cost to cast this spell. You may exile any number of white cards from your hand. This spell costs two less for each card that you exile this way. Exile target artifact or creature. I mean, target artifact, creature, or enchantment with mana value X or less. This is really good. This is really good. I feel like this is good enough. Uh, I compare this to... There's a card I play. It's a Sickening Shoal. Sickening Shoal reads X, red, uh, black, black. 
and you may exile a card from your hand, uh, a black card from your hand, and uh, you give a creature minus X minus X, where X is the, in this case, the, the exiled spell or the the pay the what you pay, and this is very similar to that. So it's uh, you could get two cards to to, to kill one. Uh, this is very very good. Uh, also, I kind of realized just realized that this is exactly uh, reminiscent to that cycle because that cycle, the the shoal cycle, is from Kamigawa. I think it was specifically from Betrayers of Kamigawa. Interesting. I like that. Okay, who's gonna read I, I, the really human strong. ninja? Uh, we've already talked oh. about uh, Jiraiya right here. Yes, we, uh, we, we, talk, we talked about it we with did. yeah. We, we talked about it. It was a different art. Oh, yeah, okay. the, the promo art or whatever, or the, the alternate art. Ooh, ooh, uh, I just want yeah, to take a quick second to talk about the, the, the ninja turtle. I mean, I'm sorry, turtle ninja. The bottom there. Yeah. And we, and we, know we got Becker? Master Splinter somewhere around there as well. We, so. we already passed Master yeah. Splinter. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We got Master Splinter. This is, we got the ninja Leonardo. Turtles. This is Leonardo. Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, there so, we go. Lizard uh, Blades. Yeah, we already talked we, about Junji, so uh, Junji. Double yeah. is a one and a red artifact creature equipment lizard. Double strike, mm. equipped creature has double strike. Reconfigure two colorless and it's a one one. Yes. I mean I can't I can't stop thinking of just like somebody going outside getting a pair of Lagalpijo and they turn into drag into daggers. <laughs> Just like go outside, grab a pair of lizards, and just ah, daggers. Oh, oh god! And then the Dude, next like card a, is Calamity. There is one and four red instant. You may cast up to two instant and or sorcery spells with total mana value of six or less from your graveyard and or hand without paying their mana cost. If those spells would be put into the graveyard, exile them instead, and then exile Invoke Calamity. This is one of my favorite cards of the set. Yeah. What do you guys think? This is, this, is a, this, is a, this is a great card. This is a really, really good card. Uh, mostly because I was thinking of this type of effect for uh, a deck I used to have, and uh, I've been slowly gathering cards to rebuild it again because i kind of feel like i want to make it but it was very like i won't say oppressive but it was it, it was lower on the interaction side because you kind of just mm -hmm. went off uh, my kai card deck was basically a storm mm -hmm. deck and in this this would be three spells for one spell so i cast one spell and get three spells that means i get three three spirits mm -hmm. So instead of being this being five mana, it technically would have been two mana. So uh, it, with that with that mindset, this is like so so strong. Yeah, I really do like it. I really really do enjoy this card. So just in case, uh, I know that JP asked me in the private chat. I am talking very very low decibels. My wife is already sleeping. She had a double, like technically speaking, I would say a double shift today. So she's knocked out. So that's why I'm talking very low. Yeah, it's fine. It's, just, it's, just, it's almost like we're listening to like John's magic ASMR. I like that. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> so next card is a lion lion sash is a so one and it's a one and white artifact creature equipment cat um for one white exile target card from a graveyard if it was a permanent card put a one one counter on lion sash Equip creature gets plus one plus one for each plus one plus one counter on a lion sash. Is a one one with rigor with reconfigure for yeah. two mana. For two mana, this is like this is like so strong. This I is like really that good. That's that's going in SRAM. This graveyard. This is graveyard hate, and it gets bigger. And then you start attaching this to something, and when that creature dies, this still is a creature, and you can keep on going. Also, mm -hmm. before. Is like I, like I want to talk about a, another card right there. So just which one? This one, the red one. Oh, tempered in solitude. Whenever a creature is... you control attacks alone, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card. Yeah, I don't know why I like this card so much. It has a lot of potential. It, it reminds me of Bowmat, but without the. Without paying like, the uh, mana and exiling and like, I sacrificing know it, uh, like like I know it's not the most strong, like objectively objectively strong card, but I just mm -hmm. really like it for some reason. Yeah, I like it. Mm. I'm not gonna lie, I like it. Okay, let's see, no rare, no rare. Uh, okay, here's rare. So what's that six cost at the bottom? Is it, is it like a? I can't tell what it is. That's what. Uh, oh wait, that, like, a that's a mythic. Right there. Yes. That is yeah, a but mythic. I think I think we got uh, we got the that card like mm -hmm. recently. Say just yeah, we did. A, yeah, we, we did. did. We'd say just Scion. Okay, yeah, give me one saw. second because um, Lazy Boy, tempered in solitude, can work in red green with big creatures. I can yeah. see that. I can with one big creature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's that uh, like, that one uh, red. Uh, I like I like these arts, green red man. commander that they use in uh in CEDH. I forgot his name. It's like the dragon that came out in uh in Forgotten Realms. The yeah, I know. Yeah, like it's insane in CEDH. That dude can reach like dozens of mana by turn like two or three. Mm -hmm. It's insane. So, so we're talking about the arts job. Yeah, the arts. I like him. I yes. they beautiful. Yeah, the anime arts. Yes. <laughs> I enjoy. I them. like this. So let's go to uh, Ryu Storm's Edge. Wait, what? Right. Ryu. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, Ryu. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ryu Storm's I, Edge. I like the other art. The other one. The other art is actually a lot better. Hmm. Okay. Well, hopefully, we'll spot it somewhere. Is it not around? Uh, no, it's if not, you, it's if you click on the card, you can see it. Ooh, let's check it out then. Afro Samurai. Oh yes, I did not realize that was them. Oh, yep. that is so cool. Afro Samurai is like oh, man. Like the the movies are just playing in my head right now as you said Afro Samurai. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So what does our friend so cool. do? So it says whenever uh, a samurai or warrior you control. Um, attacks alone. Untap it if it's the first combat phase of the turn. There is an additional combat phase after this phase. Yes. First strike, four mana, boros, and two, three, three. I like that. 
I like it. I like that a lot. Any, anything that says additional is like something that to me is just, just great. Yeah. Great. Additional turns? Yes. And the thing additional is that combat? If you, yes. If you notice, like many of the human samurai cards are really, really like low cost and they do have kind of like good, good effects. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we have an, another uh, shrine right there, Goshin Tai of the Ancient Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the one that does X damage to target player. Perks is the number of shrines. Uh, this is very mm -hmm. reminiscent to the original red shrine. Kind of sucks that you have to pay for it, though. And I guess, but... But I think uh, is that is that the original shrine that has the same effect, or is it like no, the like the original shrine just does damage to the face? Yeah, yeah. Because I know I know there was like a red one, uh, like a red shrine in uh, I think it was M nineteen or M twenty something uh, that had a really similar effect. I want to. Oh, there it is. Yeah, M nineteen. I think it does the same thing. No. And here's another one. Oh no, it's discard a card. It's uh, discard discard a land. Discard a land. Or yeah. something. I think it says like something. I don't know. Discard a land or shrine, or shrine and it does X damage to target creature or planeswalker or X. So it's actually it's actually better than the Sanctum of Shattered Heights. Okay. And the one from Eternal Master that. says that at the this beginning is the original of your upkeep, one. This is just the original one. Hold on, deals damage to target creature or player equal to the number of shrines you control. Yeah, this is the original one. So, this is nice. You know, shrines are going to be a thing. We have a, so, we have a saga lord. Satsuki. So, Satsuki, the living lore. Or Satsuki, Satsuki, or Satsuki, the living lore. It's a green and a white. It's a 1-3 legendary creature human druid. You can tap and put a lore counter on each saga you control. Activate only as a sorcery. When Satsuki, the living lord, dies, choose up to one. Return target saga or enchantment card creature enchantment creature you control to its owner's hand, or return target saga you control from your graveyard to your hand. Are really using uh, sagas. It's like very interesting. I'm mm -hmm. I don't like that it's only green and white. This type of effect that would be more universal for for a lot of more like sagas because. I would have liked to like. I would have liked it if this was like the Saga Commander, but being only two colors kind of limits that. Mm-hmm. That's true. So we got here the basic lands that we're going to be getting, and then the legendary blue land, Otawara Soaring City, legendary land. It adds blue. Has a channel ability. Three and a blue. Discard Otawara Soaring City and you return target artifact creature or an artifact creature, enchantment or planeswalker to its owner's hand. This ability costs one less to activate for each legendary creature. Again, they push the green one, and these one, this one is a, a little less strong. I feel like at three yep. mana, again, like just two and a blue, it would have been fair. Would have been like decently fair. Especially after they banned uh, divide by zero. Yep. Mm -hmm. Alas, I'm still uh, pained by that one. 
but be pained no longer because this next <laughs> card is really fun. The Megazord. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mech Titan yeah. Core. It's two mana artifact vehicle for a two four and it has crew for two. And but its ability is you five you pay five mana, exile Mech Titan Core and four other artifacts, artifact creatures and or vehicles you control. You create a Mech Titan, a legendary 10-10 construct artifact creature token with flying, vigilance, trample, a lifelink, and haste. That's all colors. When that token leaves the battlefield, return all cards exiled with Mech Titan Core, except Mech Titan Core. This is so sexy. Under their uh, owner's control. I feel like they could have pushed this to make this um, uh, a proper, like, proper I mean, I, feel, I still feel like this is pretty pushed, but um, like, ah, uh, uh, just making this into an actual, like, uh, like a deck. I feel like this could actually still be a, an actual deck. It's assembling, it's like just having five. Like, Make it a legendary and like assemble the Megazord. If, yes. Yeah, I mean, just four other artifacts. And the real, the cool thing about it is like, even if Mech Titan, like Mech Titan Core dies, like if you, if uh, if the if the construct dies, you get to keep all your uh, other stuff. You get to keep the other ones except the Mech Titan Core. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have, if your artifacts had ETBs, then it'll still happen. Yeah. Just going back to that ET, to, to that uh, the the vehicle that dealt damage that doesn't deal damage to the face, it would have been like damned you know, if you do, damned if you don't, and it was like perfect for the type of deck. This would be, this will be in my ninety nine, and I will this every time I yeah. use that ability, I will you play the go go Power Rangers. Rangers song. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you gonna play the Evangelion song when you put down your commander, or like how's that one gonna work? That's a good question. <laughs> no, Dude, uh, you're giving me so many ideas to make like all, alternate arts of like yes, the cards, man. Jesus. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of sad that we that at least right out of the gate we weren't told of like any kind of collab with any of these. Like Power Rangers alone would have been amazing for this set. Oh yeah. Um, they could have done, uh, I mean, Hatsune Miku would have been great to actually have a Hatsune Miku card in the set. Um, basically, anything mech-based. Anything mech-based. Yeah. The Ninja Turtles. There's, there's so many references here. Gundam. Yes, like there's so many references and we're just not, we didn't get any. I don't know if Wizards wasn't able to secure them on time or what the heck happened. But, I think, man. Wait. Give me one second. So, yeah. I am. Um, all you're doing the cars. I'm just gonna yeah. look for something. While you're doing that, uh, the next card is Invoke Justice. So again, I like the name the of that. Cycle is Who's one white, white, oh. white, white. So five mana sorcery. Return target permanent card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Then distribute four plus one counters among any number of creatures and/or vehicles target player controls. Uh, uh, I am. I am correct. What you know that yeah. these they they, they they you know that Hasbro is the owner of Power Rangers, right? Oh, then, then what, wow. then what are they doing? What, exactly. What's going on? Are we getting a secret layer, and that's why they haven't like you know like I mean, today was supposed to be the, the announcement. They were supposed to announce Actually, a secret layer today, and they didn't. Then hold on, while well, while you guys keep doing that, I'm gonna check Wait, out if, said, they, if they announced. They, they didn't announce anything. No, they didn't announce uh, anything. They didn't announce anything. At least I, for I, my know, I, know, I know that what I knew they were going to announce today was the Hatsune Miku thing. 
I didn't see so, anything about a secret layer announcement. I just saw the thing about the Hatsune, like Hatsune Miku being like, uh, like that announcement. That's about it. And I honestly thought they were gonna like say something about like a card or something. I didn't. I didn't even think it was real when I saw it the first time. I thought it was just like, haha, okay, like I get it, like Japanese inspired set. And you're putting Hatsune Miku in the front. Okay, I guess that's kind of funny. Whatever. Like I didn't think it was real, and then it's like you know that thing came out today, and I'm like, oh wow. <laughs> So, uh, the next card is Fable of the Mirror Breaker, two in a red, it's a saga. Create a 2-2 uh, Goblin Shaman token when, uh, with whenever this creature attacks, create a treasure token. So, chapter 2 is, you may discard up to 2 cards if you do draw that many cards. And chapter 3 is, exile this saga, then return it to battlefield control, uh, under, transformed under your control. The transformed side is Reflection of Kikijiki. It's an enchantment creature, Goblin Shaman. He's a 2-2. And it says pay one and tap him and create a token that's a copy of tar another target non-legendary creature you control, except it has haste. Sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end stuff. So oh tiki jiki, but both paying one and going through a lot of hoops. This actually, I feel like this this card is actually pretty good, even even like just in general, just the ba at base value, just a, a two-two. That makes that makes treasures, drawing cards yeah, and then the copy. The copy yeah. again. Mm -hmm. like, I'm not sure if this will see play anywhere, but Crinkle. like the actual card is like at base value pretty good. Crinkle, Crinkle likes this. Mystic this in Crinkle. So, okay, the next card is a bit above. Give me one second. I was checking if there was any announcements. Yeah, okay. Uh, next card is Tribute to Horobi. Uh, one on a black. Uh, it's in a saga. Each opponent creates a 1-1 one, one black rat rogue creature token. And that's chapter 1 and 2. Chapter 3 is Transform It and you get Echo of Death's Whale. An enchantment creature spirit. Flying haste when Echo of Death's Whale enters the battlefield. Gain control of all rat tokens. And then whenever Echo of Death Whale attacks, you may sacrifice another creature if you do draw a card. So it feeds itself by making your opponents get rat tokens and then mm -hmm. start using this for, for card drop. I like that this again, this is a, 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 a tribute to an old Kamigawa card. In this case is Kikijiki and the other one is, and this is Horobi. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, so, a literal uh, tribute to Horobi. <laughs> yeah, a little literal. Uh, yeah. The next card, the, so, uh, unless you guys have anything to say about this card, I feel like it's. I don't. Kind I of think just, it's fantastic. It's there. I, I think mm -hmm. it's just there. I, yeah, I enjoy yeah, it. Sure. I just, I just enjoy all of these new cards that are like sagas that flip in, uh, like into creatures. I really enjoy that whole concept. It's kind of like, uh, like the the concept of like an old legend coming to life, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're gonna like those, this one of the stronger ones then, because this is a mythic. It's one black and a red. Hidetsugu, Hidetsugu consumes all. So the first chapter is destroy each non-land permanent with mana value one or less. And chapter two is exile all graveyards. And chapter three, you transform this. It becomes enchantment creature ogre shaman, a 3-3. Three, three. Trample. Whenever vessel of the all-consuming that's what it's called. It's Vessel of the Unconsuming. It deals combat damage, put a plus one counter on it. 
Whenever Vessel of the All-Consuming deals combat damage to a player, if it has if it has dealt 10 or more damage to that player this turn, they lose the game. So so Vessel of the All-Consuming just has like innate half commander damage. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And then like when when you put him down, he says, Oh, oh, so so you did turn one soul ring. Well, fuck you. And then he goes, oh, so you, exactly. you, you, you like you, you like to put artifacts or, or like pretty much you just like to put anything in your graveyard. Fuck you. And now we flip. And now this is my commander part two, electric boogaloo. What, what you going to do about it, son? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's great. This is strong. It's just three, three mana, the destroy ability and then the exile. Mm-hmm. It's just strong. We talk about that brilliant restoration, though. Mm, go ahead. I, I want it. I want it sure. so bad. Even though it's it's sure. it's it's a seven mana card, brilliant restoration. It's a sorcery that comes down for three generic mana and four white mana, and it says return all artifact and enchantment cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. It's I a, feel it's... like at seven mana, it should have said return all artifact and enchantment cards from graveyards to the battlefield under your control. You're not wrong. At seven mana. You're yep. not wrong. And honestly, and spe- this... specifically with the three white, 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 white. There's no, four. Four white. four white, dude. Like, four white. if there was ever a kill me card, that's it. You know what? I would say, like, if, if you're talking, I, I don't know. I, can't, I don't know if you're referring one. to. Okay. Yeah. Hiratsugo is definitely a kill me card because <laughs> I thought it was talking about Brilliant Restoration. And I'm like, hold up. Nah, but um, I feel like to be honest this should have most likely been like a a five and two and two white card but ah man i i want it to be better but it but it's not it's it's uh it's a card that i personally have been looking for because there is only a handful of like bring back all artifacts and enchantment cards uh out there uh, one of the better ones being uh, blue white. Uh, I forgot the name of the card right now. It's uh, Dance of the Mance, uh, being one of the better versions mm-hmm. of that. Um, having it at seven mana, man, it's uh, it's a little bit it's a little bit difficult. Um, but but all all that's going through my brain is just kind of like oh i can i can stick this in sram and it's like really good for late game if people have like completely destroyed like uh my field a few times i think that uh if you don't if if you're running mono like of some kind of mono white artifact deck this is great other than that it's okay anything you want to add john Nah, this is actually uh, just this was actually on my top five cards. <laughs> oh yeah, nice. It was in my top five cards. So like because the, I was actually thinking about I like, like the art. Oh, the art is amazing, but I actually did like it because um, again, it's the whole return all artifacts. So yeah. you know, it's a great card. You know, at least for for. For artifact uh, commander decks, mm-hmm. that's why I like it. So next oh. card is the restoration of a Gano. El Gano. It's a, 
Or is, that, or is that an A? I can't, like a, an a, I, I can't a, tell. A-I-G-A-N-G-O. J-O. A-Ganjo. A-Ganjo. I thought it was an L. Can't see it And then has three chapters in Chapman Saga. Search your library for a basic planes card. Reel it and put it into your hand, then shuffle. Then the second one would say, you may discard a card. When you do, return target permanent card with mana value two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Then um, it says to exile and it will flip to architect of restoration. Enchantment creature, fox monk, vigilance. Whenever architect of restoration attacks or blocks, create a 1-1 one, one, colorless spirit token and he is a 3-4 so remember how uh, the saga like return from Maladus or something like that uh, when it entered you made a 0-4 and you start or like mm-hmm. search for your library like I feel like this is very similar to that mm-hmm. but I could actually be like uh, stronger mm. okay I feel like this is this is actually it is my actually C play. Like, yeah. it might, it might. So mostly, play. mostly standard. That's what I'm really mm-hmm. thinking about it. Okay, let's see. Here's the power about Megazord. Look at it. I, I hadn't seen the token yet. That's amazing. Look at that. Yeah. We already That's talked really about the Ganjo Uprising. That was one of the mm-hmm. first cards we talked about. Yes. What's that? What's that down there? Lord Lord Kamada? Is that like a was, was that a rare or like a oh no never mind I thought it was I thought it might have been rare or something but no it's just uh it's just an so, uncommon. Yeah, you put the Power Rangers Megazord and it actually yeah. makes sense because the Megazord it's blue, yellow, red. Oh wait, there's no green though. Ah oh, damn it! What? Well, there is green. The Green Ranger is the best. The yeah, I know, but if you have the original Megazord, mm. it does not have green. Good if point. you have the Megazord combined with the Dragon Sword, then there's your green, and you have to all be, colors. To be fair, the, like this guy does have a sword, so uh, he does. That no, 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 stop, stop that comment yeah. right there. Yes. Oh my, what? See, you are already dead. Yup. Seen so many altars. This card is so stupid. <laughs> no, no, it's so amazing. So many altars from that card. It's amazing. Rakdos likes this. Yes. Yes. So. Uh, anyways, and it's card draw for uh, one black. Yeah. Solid. The next, uh, the, the the next uh, rare is inventive iteration of three and a blue. Return up to, tar- up to one target creature or planeswalker through its owner's hand. That's chapter one. Chapter two, return an artifact you control, like an artifact from your graveyard to your hand if you do- if you can't draw a card. Like and that. chapter three is exile this and flip the transform. Uh, the flat transform side says a living breakthrough, enchantment creature, moonfolk, flying whenever you cast a spell, uh, your opponents can't cast spell. The same mana value as that spell until your next turn. You can bounce a spell and they can't cast it again until your next turn. I love it. This is why they freaking banned my, my my three cost bounce spell. This is why. This is fucking why. 
and I'm still gonna be like mad about it. They reprinted Essence Capture. Yes, it's an interesting thing to note. Yes, and then let's go for the next rare. Invoke, invoke the Winds. The winds. This is it's the one and invoke. four blue. Yep. Gain control of target artifact or creature and untap it. Sorcery. Even, it. Even if it's the weakest out of all of them, it's still not bad because you permanently gain control of something. It should have said gain control of target non-land permanent. Mm-hmm. Untap it. That's yeah. what it should have said. Yeah. Yeah. So we discuss, I discussed this with Orengo. And we all like we, we we agreed that the invoke series is nice, but the blue one needed to be non-land permanent. And he well he was ar- uh, he was arguing for it to be permanent because he was like, eh, I'll just steal the land, it's fine. And it's like no 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 no, it's it's not fine. But uh, <laughs> but just just steal, just stealing the non-land permanent is enough. To be to be fair, I mean, there's really not a lot of lands that are worth taking in the first place. Yeah, but if you're, if, if, let's say you turn two ramps for some reason, then you take a land. Mm. Then you have some, some, some amount. So like if, you, if you're ahead and you start stealing lands. Yeah. Believe, yeah, believe then, me. Then you just kind of like copy the spell, take it out of your graveyard somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You can, you can, uh, make, you can make someone's day pretty fucking bad. The next one is Soul Transfer. It's one and two black sorcery. Choose one. If you control an artifact, an artifact and, and an enchantment, as you cast this spell, you may choose both. The first one is exile target creature or planeswalker, and the other one is return target creature or planeswalker from your graveyard to your hand. This is called. This is this card is called is called power creep. Yeah, because heroes downfall used to be like the premier destruction from uh, planeswalkers and creatures, but now this is exile creature and a way to return something to your hand. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty insane. The fact that Stupid. black is getting exile effects now. I mean, black has had exile effects. Yeah, but they usually well, come had- at some kind of cost. It's not just like straight up cast and exile, you know. It's well, look even, at this even in like previous like uh, re- recent sets, there was there was still like that going on. So, yeah, in in Exilon, uh, Braska's contempt, but it will cost you four mana exactly. to do the first ability. Mm-hmm. Then we have this anchor to reality. It's four mana, two blue and two sorcery. As an additional cause to cast this spell, you can sacrifice an artifact and or or a creature. Search your library for an equipment or vehicle, put that card onto the battlefield, then shuffle. <clears throat> if it's mana value less than the sacrifice permanence mana value, scry it too. I like it. I mean you're you're making you're gonna be making a, a vehicle next, so I assume you would like it. Yeah, but I I, I only I specifically only like it for the vehicle deck. I don't really like the card. I don't know. Yeah, me either. Yeah, it's it's four mana and sacrifice uh, an, an artifact or creature. Like, oof. well, actually, it's not that bad because if you do have a an artifact deck that makes artifacts just for for yeah, shits and giggles, you do need to uh, you search for an equipment or a vehicle. Or vehicle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the know, problem. It's pretty weak. Legendary land. Yeah. So, I think uh, we talked about this one already, right? Uh, no, we haven't. Oh, we got uh, Takenu- like Takenuma Abandoned Mire. 
legendary land. It's it, you tap to add black or the, ch the channel ability, and you pay three and a black to discard this card. You mill three cards, then return a creature card or planeswalker uh, from your graveyard to your hand. This ability costs one less for each legendary creature you control. Again, another one that I feel like three and a black, so four mana is too much mana. Yeah. At three mana, I feel like this would be perfect because if you have one legendary, it's two mana. And even then, it's not like optimal because like cards like Disentombed which is like one mana get a creature from your graveyard to your hand exactly mm -hmm. i guess it's a way to recur planeswalkers in black in black very very relevant uh, <laughs> not yeah, that's true but we have the black shrine it's yes. four mana um three and one black Death touch at the beginning of your end step. Um, you pay one. If you do, destroy target creature with toughness X or less, where X is the number of shrines you control. Then we have our friend here, Weaver of Harmony. Enchantment creature snake druid. Other enchantment creatures you control get plus one plus one. And it has another ability that is pay green and tap. Um, copy target activated trigger activate or trigger ability you control from an enchantment source you may choose a new target for the copy into 2-2 this is like very 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 specific and I feel like that's why it won't see maybe like it'll, it'll if, if there's a specific way to break this then it'll see play in that but like just yeah. the, the copy uh, activated or triggered ability it, it has to be from enchantment source, not an enchanted source, an enchantment source, uh, source and that's a problem. That's yeah. the problem. This this card just won't do us good. I do like the wording for the like for some reason. There's something about the wording I really like though. Like even though it's really specific, it doesn't have like confusing wording because I've seen like some cards that tend to like be really specific, but so specific to the point that the wording gets confusing. <laughs> And mm -hmm. this one kind of avoids doing that. I like that. That's the only good thing so, I have to say about it, though. <laughs> yeah. So the next card is Spirit Sister's Call. Three white and a black in enchantment. So this is a mythic. So at the beginning of your end step, choose target permanent card in your graveyard. You may sacrifice a permanent that shares a card type with the chosen card. If you do, Return the chosen card from your graveyard to the battlefield and it gains. If this permanent will leave the battlefield, exile it instead of putting it anywhere else. I just uh, don't like the last line, but everything else is fine. It's not amazing, but it's fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Okay, next. March the of March Wretched Sorrow. Sorrow is x and black as an additional cost to cast this spell you may exile any number of black cards from your hand this spell costs two less to cast for each card exiled this way march of red sorrow deals x damage to target creature or planeswalker and you gain x life cowards this needed to hit face <laughs> this needed to hit face it should have been an X spell that hits face and block. There's several already. Yeah. I don't know why. It's like this should have been. Just needed to say any target. Mm -hmm. To be fair, 
to be fair hold on so that's x less for each card so turn one like one black tap exile six cards and how much damage is that how six cards you need to play if you're it's if it's turn one you have seven cards land march of retro uh, exile five yeah never mind still it's still a lot of damage yes that's still i think Cowards. i think i think that come on jp Cowards. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's like me saying that Jim Jataxi has had to come down for four or something. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Next card. Um, cool, though. Not yeah, gonna lie. Cloud Steel Karen. It's two and a white. Oh, wait, no, but we got life pause at the bottom. Here's oh, wait, I got life pause. Pause. My buddy here, my, my fox buddy. Because we already talked about life pause. Oh, we did, actually. We yeah. did. All oh, right. We did. I, mean, I didn't see yeah. that art, so that's probably why it didn't like register in my brain. Yeah. It was one of the first cards we talked about. So, yeah. Cloud Steel Kirin, two and a white. Artifact creature, equipment Kirin. Three, two, flying. The cryptic creature has flying, you can't lose the game, and your opponents can't win the game. Reconfigure for five mana. I don't like that reconfigure for five. I don't like that reconfigure either. It's technically eight Minimum. mana to do that that, that effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to do to do the uh, what's his, what's his face? I forget the name of the angel. Uh, uh platinum angel. It's platinum. an eight platinum mana angel. platinum angel, which platinum angel usually comes down for seven. <laughs> And yeah, lazy boy said the same four. thing. Yeah, it's a worse angel. There you go. Okay, so I'm gonna talk about the two mechs. <laughs> so mobilizer mech, a blue and one. Artifact vehicle three four. Flying. Whenever mobilizer mech becomes crude, up to one other target vehicle you control becomes an artifact creature until end of turn. Yep. So good. I love this card. That's so really much. good. Then Reckoner Bank Buster is two. Artifact Vehicle, uh, four, four. Reckoner Bank Buster enters the battlefield with three charge counters on it. You can pay two and tap. Remove a charge counter from uh, Reckoner Bank Buster, dry card. Then if there are no charger, no charge counters <clears throat> on um, Reckoner Bankbuster, create a treasure token and a 1-1 colorless pilot creature token with this creature cruise vehicles as though its power were two greater. Fantastic. I love that. So it becomes a three power creature for crewing. Mm -hmm. I love this card. I am so sad that I couldn't see it when I was choosing my five, but I need it. <laughs> Too bad every time you're gonna cast this, some cast spell pierce because it's getting reprinted. Yes, it is. <laughs> yup. The only thing, the only negative thing I have to say about the reckoner though is that uh, visually I couldn't differentiate it from from the other card. Um, other than that, it's like it's fantastic. I enjoy. We we'll have to see how the all alternate art is. Yeah. I mean, if it has, I assume it's going to have an alternate art because it is. A, yeah, it, it is one of the rares in the set. It's one of the rares. <clears throat> so yeah. So this is uh, this next card is the one we were talking about, but this is like the official art, like or at least the alternate art. Uh, mm. Nashi Moon Sage's Scion. 
Yes. It's one black black legendary creature rat ninja. Ninjutsu for four, so three and a black. Whenever Na Nashi Moon Sage's Scion deals combat damage to a player, exile the, tar the top card of each player's library. Until end of turn, you may play one of those cards. If you cast a spell this way, pay life equal to the mana value rather than paying its mana cost. So strong. I want it so bad. Mm -hmm. this, I want this to be my commander, like, right now. Right now. I play one of the cards. I don't speaking, care. I'm exiling everybody's top card of their library. You know how much hate that'll get me? Yeah. Yes. I, I, I want to play this and Tiny Bones in the same degradation deck. King. <laughs> goddamn, you just hate, you just love being hated. My question is now, what happened to Hinata? She turned oh. to something very, very odd. What do you mean? I mean, I think he's referring, he's referring to Naruto Hinata, but uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> this, this card, I find this card actually very interesting in the design space. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Hinata, one blue, red, and white, so four mana for a 4-4 four, four flying trampler. She's a legendary creature, Karen Spirit. <clears throat> spells you cast cost one less to cast for each target, and spells your opponent cast cost one more to cast for each target. So, a uh, multi-kicker. So, mm -hmm. uh, since multi-kicker is an additional cost, you have to pay the multi-kicker. But by paying the multi-kicker, let's say something like Comet Storm. Comet Storm reads X, red, red, and then multi-kicker one. And you can pay multi-kicker several times and uh, this fucking target uh, different uh, different people or different uh, targets for each time you multi-kicked it and it does X damage so if you pay let's say you're in a commander game and this is your commander and, and, and it's out you pay 3 for the multi-kicker you pay 2 red for the cost and then X is automatically 3 at minimum and I find that pretty oh, interesting because okay. yeah. you just you, you technically only paid 5 mana and you get the 3 the 3 damage for free Mm-hmm. And plus any additional. So if you pay, let's say you pay on and in uh, you pay seven mana, you technically get the five mana, then the seven mana on the X and three for free. That's ten damage for 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 four targets. That's forty damage technically divided in, into four targets. Yes, I find that very very strong. Yeah, channel totally. like, like not on channel a uh, fireball. The actual fireball card. Yeah, I feel yeah. like. This is like very, very strong. Yep. And very, yeah. very interesting. So let's go with Shiga. Shiga Okiba Gang Leader is white and black, one legendary creature rat pilot. At the beginning of combat during your turn, return target vehicle card from your graveyard onto the battlefield. It gains haste. Return it to its two its owner's hand at the beginning of your next end step so i feel like this card could actually make a, a deck revolve around it i was thinking mm -hmm. talking with orengo and we talked about consider so i uh, uh, like an, an esper vehicle type deck with mm -hmm. consider you start like uh, with a lot of like the blue looting effects mm -hmm. you put start you start putting this stuff in your graveyard early so mm -hmm. when you play this you can automatically Re basically reanimate a, 
uh, an artifact, a vehicle. Uh, vehicle. Yeah, mm-hmm. and start swinging in. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So really good for standard. Next really card, Shigeki. Shigeki. Wait, this is in Spanish. Visionario de Yukai. <laughs> Shigeki Yukai Visionary, legendary enchantment creature, snake druid for one and a green. As an ability that says that you pay one and a green, tap return Shinjeki Yukai visionary to its owner's hand reveal the top four cards of your library you may put a land card and bond them to the battlefield put the rest into your graveyard and it has channel that is xx and two green discard shinjeki jukai visionary return x target non-legendary cards from your graveyard to your hand i've officially renamed this dude el visionario de la yuca that's that's all he's ever gonna be in my brain. So it's, it's it's over. Uh, okay, <laughs> this is so a good card. I don't I like really like this card. I like it. Don't like the fact that it says non legendary cards. Uh, yeah, I uh, wanted to say legend. Your legendary. Fuck your fuck, fuck your workers. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I look. I just gotta be able to bring back like my my Genesis wave. It's fine. <laughs> I don't. True. I don't need anything else. Oh, this is a good Genesis <laughs> wave. Part, like a deck with this. Uh, yeah, this is good yeah. with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Genesis like Genesis wave, and then you just got this guy either in your command zone or just in the ninety nine, and you just bring back like Genesis wave with it. Yeah, and and any other cards you need. Yeah, this is Heck actually yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. So I like that. I I really really want to talk about this next card. This next yes. card I really so Ishin. Two heavens as one. Which? Red, white, black. So three <clears throat> mana. Margin. He's a legendary creature, human samurai. Of three, four. If a creature attacking would cause a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. Hmm. Broken. I hate this. Samurai deck. I, no, but, but hold I, on. Like, I you hate, hate it this. It's so good. <laughs> no, no, no. I hate this for the fact that why couldn't this be any other effect? We got this same effect. Maybe not the same. This is like we got a very, very similar effect. I'm pretty sure it's not this, almost not, the same effect. Like not, not, not six months ago. Like Wolfgar. If I, if you click that card, you probably no. It's not even gonna say it. Uh, I'm gonna just like. Scryfall. And Wolfgar. Uh, he says if a creature you control Wolf, yeah. uh, attacking would cause a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger that ability triggers an additional time. So the reason kind I, I really uh, the reason like, I hate this is because this is just this is just flat out better. Ishin is just flat out better. Because Ishin says, if a creature attacking would cause an ability mm-hmm. to trigger, not a creature you control, oh, which is what Wolfgar said. Wolfgar yeah. is five mana for a four four. This is three mana for a three four. <clears throat> I just, yeah. I, I, it's just this effect didn't need to exist because it's already existed. This just makes Wolfgar irrelevant because you can just play mm-hmm. this one, and this just has one more color. And they're in different colors, so they can't even complement I mean, each other. Red, red, but uh, but this isn't red, white, black. 
and the other one's in red green. What I saw, like they can't even complement each other. Like you can't have one of as your commander and then just have the other one like in the ninety nine or anything. Yeah, no. like, they can't really complement each I, other. I I feel like this this could have been like Ishin with the with the arts and the um, what this. Like both, like these two guys, I guess you can just stick them both in Najila, and that way you can. Najila doesn't really need it. Najila just problem. goes like... off. Najila just goes off by herself, anyways. Yeah, that, that's 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 like part of the problem. Like the like, I just don't like that. If you're gonna have cards with similar effects, at least let them like I don't know, complement each other somehow. Make them like be able to use them, mm -hmm. so I can just have redundancy in a deck, but not even this. The, this is just flat up. This is just flat up better, and that's the pro that I find that uh, problematic. Because it's just you're just negating the, the previous one. It just uh, why why run Wolfgard? Well, I guess you want to run green, but this is just simply stronger, better, mm -hmm. and that's why I don't like it. It's like you could have this could have been any other effect. This could have been I don't know a Mar uh, it was, Let's say it has the same color, same art. This it could have been like cool samurai tribal. It could have been anything else, but this effect is just like okay. You just kind of copied, you copied and pasted your own homework. I mean, also to be fair, this would make a really fun samurai tribal deck because there's a lot mm -hmm. of samurai in this set specifically that have a lot of those uh, like when a creature attacks alone uh, triggers. Yeah. So I do think that'll be tons of fun. But I totally get what you're saying. Next, Next card, card is Blade of the Oni. Is one in a and a black artifact creature equipment demon. It has menace. And then it has reconfigure for four mana, two and two black. Equipped creature has a base power and toughness. Five five has menace, and is a black demon in addition to its other color types. Yes, yes. I can I can just make a creature a five five with no downsides. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I love this. I I love it. I want I just want to stick it in a deck and just see what happens. <laughs> I like it. Uh, the march, the uh, march of burgeoning life. Let me give me give me a bit, well, so I can just okay. A march of burgeoning life as an additional cost to cast a spell. You may exile a number of green cards from your hand. This spell costs two less for each card. Exile this way. Okay, choose target creature with mana value less than X. Search your library for a creature card with the same name as that creature. Put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. <laughs> This is the worst one, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly because of the it has to have the same name. That's it. Yep. That's, yeah, already, that's usually we enough. Talked about this card. We did, but that art though is that like the 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 normal art or is that the yeah. alternate art? Yeah. This is the that's wow. Normal. Wow, I really like the normal art over the alternate. Wow. Kotose, uh, we haven't talked about. Also, the, the mech hanger. That's like, I thought you were, you would want to talk about that. Mech hanger. Yes. I, it, again, I just I saw the 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 cards recently, so I think I do have mech hanger. Yeah, I have it right here. <laughs> <laughs> so mech hanger adds. Um, it's a land. I love it because it does not enter tapped. Yes, it has three abilities. 
So it's tap to add colorless, tap to add one mana of any color, spend this mana only to cast a pilot or vehicle spell. And then the other one is pay three, tap, and target vehicle becomes an artifact creature until end of turn. This I'm card surprised. is bonkers. Yes. Yep. I'm like bonkers. surprised. I'm so surprised in such a good way that Wizards didn't decide to print this as a land that enters the battlefield tapped. Like I know, wow. Right? Like I'm 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 like pleasantly surprised. And oh my, can we talk about like can we talk about Kotose having like Yu-Gi-Oh amounts of text on it? Uh yeah, it's yeah. It's just an exile effect on a creature. Really? Hey, look like who's normal, here. The normal graveyard. look your look look through your graveyard. So it's like when oh. it enters you through, through your opponent's graveyard for for a card that's not a basic land. That's not it's a your library. Uh, for any number of the cards with the same name and just exile them and then you can cast them the problem uh, uh, so you can play you can play them which is which is interesting but the problem with this card is that it's it's not like gonti lord of luxury Mm -hmm. which his effect is not tied to the creature his effect is tied to the effect and the effect had already resolved so you can cast a spell anytime afterwards yeah. This does not work the same because it references itself as long as it, for as long as you control Kotose. So if mm-hmm. Kotose dies and then you play another Kotose, it's not the same Kotose. So you can't you can't even cast it again. Oh really? So you you lose yeah. Because it's referencing itself. That's how it works. Wow. Well that's sad. <laughs> yeah, it's not that good. Yeah, uh, not- what about Mindlink Mech? There we go. Mindlink Mech, two and a blue, artifact vehicle flying. Whenever Mindlink Mech becomes crewed for the first time each turn, until end of turn, Mindlink Mech becomes a copy of target non-legendary creature that crewed it this turn, except it's a 4-3. It's a vehicle artifact in addition to its other types, and it has flying. Crew for one. That is That is really good. That is like, uh, this is the first time I see Mindlink Mech, and that wow, that's really cool. Like, really actually, cool. Mindlink Mech alone has like made me think of actually like getting on uh, getting on that vehicle deck bandwagon it's, now. But but see, but see what I told you? He's blue with the blue with the white black one. You can make an Esper vehicles that, like Esper vehicles being a thing now instead of being Marvel vehicles. You got yeah. Esper vehicles, and Esper vehicles are could be actually very strong. Could be into very very interesting. Wow, and you, this is like a very key one because you can just copy anything, make it a four three flyer. That's insane. And if it has a battle trick, let me take the model. Yep. Yeah, but I don't. I don't oh, understand. So I didn't even so, realize you entered. Hi. <laughs> Hello, good sir. I'm glad. So you make a copy here. of another of the same card again. It becomes a copy. It becomes a copy. So if it has a, a battle trick or something, you get to do it twice. No, well, not twice because you crewed for it, so you do it on that creature instead. But it becomes a four-three flyer. So if, mm-hmm. let's say, uh, you have a one-one with a cool effect that doesn't that won't get in, now you made it a four-three flyer. Or, or uh, something like, uh, well, actually, never mind. It doesn't apply because of the colors. But you know, some uh, something like, uh, what's its face? Which again, it wouldn't happen because of the colors. But for example, if someone was crazy enough to stick this in a deck that had red in it, uh, that one guy that gives you like additional combat steps, he's a yeah. he's a four, he's a four one. But 
you just gave him evasion by giving him flying. Like Celebration. You give... Celebrator or whatever. Yeah, oh, okay, combat celebrator. There you go. Yeah, yeah like so you, you're giving a, a creature evasion. That, that alone is kind of insane. Like a creature that would normally like crash against your opponent's stuff. Just gave it evasion now. Like, congratulations. I don't know. Maybe uh, stick it on a. I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, if you put if you put a combat celebrant, so you crew it, then you do the effect. I forgot the effect of the thing. So then you attack, exert, exert, you exert it, right? Then you untap everything. Is it one more or is it? Oh shit! No, combat combat celebrant can't go can't go infinite. Can't go infinite. Because it is explicitly says uh, the first time, like the first time, the first right? Time. So it's in the yeah. first time. But older versions of this idea are probably you can you can probably do them infinitely, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, I uh, think the, the uh, Sphinx. Uh, uh, Aurelia. No, no, so no. no. What, what what about with that one Sphinx? Like the one Sphinx? Like the I think he's a no. He's a, it doesn't it doesn't work. It's always the first time, it? Bella. It's always the first yeah, time. Metal Mighty is just curious about time. attacking on extra turns. Exactly. No matter, yeah. and doesn't matter who, what caused the extra turn. Exactly. Mm. That's true. Mm. So, so you're trying to go. cheat it so you can kind of do it twice or do it infinitely or or having something that has evasion so you can be assured to get that first hit in. So you there, can... I'll, I'll, it works with Aurelia. There you go. Okay, so that, yeah. that's a good one. That's Tap a good Aurelia, idea. make it a, a like, and you start. You keep on going. Yeah. There I would go. like to okay. see where and like either uh where where in like the I actually doesn't where, where can we break this on the is the first time. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember like... the, the is it the is it creature what's this one is it creature? Is it commander guy a few years back? Um Bodinclex. You could you could Bodinclex is it I think? Uh the one that Brudiclad? gives Bruriclad. I'm sorry, Brudiclad. that one. So maybe there's something with the brewery cloud, maybe. Just yeah. copy the brewery cloud, nah, copy everything. Uh, I don't know. You're missing one uh, a few rare uh, yeah, it's right here. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so Thundering Raiju. Uh two red red creature spirit. He's a three three. It has haste. Whenever Thundering Raiju attacks, the plus one counter target creature you control, then Thundering Raiju deals X damage to each opponent where X is the number of modified creatures you control. Okay. This attacks as a 4 4 and does the damage because just because yes. <laughs> so and it's a, a turn okay. 4 card. Actually, we, we skipped the, 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 the monkey. The, the monkey. goblin. The, no, 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 monkey, the goblin. Oh, you, said, you, you automatically said monkey and goblin in the same sentence. So monkey, goblins, they're monkey, goblins, monkey, goblins. They're <laughs> monkey, uh, we goblins. skipped him. Where is it? I I remember we talked about it yesterday, like just me and Orengo. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll look up monkey. Yeah, it's, it's an uncommon one. Yeah, an uncommon monkey. Okay. Uh, no, that's not this. Uh, Damn. It was recent. It was recent. It was like maybe the last day or so. So you gotta keep going up. It's not that far back. <sighs> really good really? monkey. Really good monkey. Really good one drop that just destroys everything. Oh, go, go! I, I think. I know. I know. It destroys everything. No, don't keep going I, down. It's really not that down. I, I it was just, spoiled very recently. Very I recently. just imagined a monkey that was like, "Oh, uh, just destroy each non-land permanent when this monkey comes into play." Like, okay. We're in November. Go, go to like the first yeah that was first, my bad yeah, you're like in a whole day. other set there we go under, oh, oh. under under March of Burgeoning Life yeah little boy keep going keep going keep going keep going just keep going just keep going keep oh, going no, no, don't no, stop wait 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 
see the march? March of Virgin Life under that? You see there the we march. go, there we it's go. To the left. left. To the left. To the left. To the left, right, right there. 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 That monkey. And Roan, Zion, is like reinforced Ronin. He's one red for an artifact creature human samurai. He's a haste and he's 2-2. Two -two. He's a 2-2 two -two for one red and he has haste. Yes. At the beginning of your end step, you return it to your hand and it has channel one and a red, discard it, and you draw a card. Yes. Why is he so good? Exactly. And it's an uncommon. Mm -hmm. It's I, I would argue Why? I would argue it's I mean I guess it's, it's not the same. It's this guy's a goblin guide. It's not this a goblin. This guy's... Yeah, that's why that's why we, uh, that's why what do you, what do you mean it's not a goblin guide? So it's not a goblin guide, so a goblin guide because it's it sticks on the on the field. But the good thing is that this goblin guide has the possibility that when it becomes irrelevant, you actually can do something with that with him. You can discard mm -hmm. it yeah. to draw a card. Draw a card. You know, and, and go goblin guide helped out your opponent. Exactly. Like yeah, the, this yeah. this guy's great. This yeah. guy's goblin yeah. guide. Yeah. He's goblin guide all over again. I don't care if you tell me he's not. This dude's a goblin guide. He's, he's an honorary <laughs> goblin. <laughs> he's really, he's really, really good. He's really good. And yes, he is. Standard. Wait. It's gonna become a pain in the butt. Wow! Finally, 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 red, red gets a freaking early game bone. Can I please get the return of Mono Red? Uh, I nice. want to talk about um, roadside reliquary. I want to talk about all of those to be honest. Those are all really good, especially the shrine one. So yeah, the land is like, it's a land that enters untapped and that's colorless, but you Very pay two good. mana to sacrifice it. If you control an artifact, draw a card. If you control an enchantment, draw a card. Draw two mana, card. two cards two mana. on a land. That yep. comes untapped, by the way. It's an untapped That land. comes untapped. <laughs> So it's just, it's just what, what the hell is this? It's, it's like wizards heard us where we're like, why do you give us tap lands? Why? Yeah. And then like exactly. wizards was like, okay, what if we make sure none of the lands in the set come up, come into play tap? Yeah. And everyone's yep. just like, and everyone liked what wizards did. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Everybody liked this. Ridiculous. <laughs> now we Here have you go. commander cards. They all essentially have the same ability. They all enter the battlefield. No, wait, when they, they do combat, yeah, right? They, 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 no, but they enter the battlefield with an with a indestructible, indestructible card. Exactly. If you cast it from your hand, exactly. every single time, every, every single, single one. time, they all cast five, and then their respective color for three. Mm -hmm. So five, three green, or five, three white, five, three blue, five, three black, five, three red. Yeah. Um, these are the commander are cards, right? Though? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's some are... of the some of the commander cards. Are so, what are are we getting? Are we getting like? Uh, four different commander decks, or like, no. what's the deal there? No, I don't know. we're only getting two. We're getting the red green commanders and the, the blue white commanders. So the thing is, black what cards, these guys? No, no, these black cards are gonna come out on the like no, in no. the. Oh, you you forgot. These are the cards that come in the I think the collector boosters or the, maybe the set and, boosters. And, and the set but boosters, yeah. Those are the command. Remember when they started doing the whole thing about collectible commander cards, not in the deck, but instead in the actual yeah. set. These yeah. are part of it. Yeah, and it pisses yeah. me off because that little green one over there, the mythic one, I needs, I needs, I need to make the janks. So expensive for no reason. The janks. The yes, janks. The, the shrine deck. Mm -hmm. The shrine deck, the janks. Yeah, Let's the do jank. it. We can yeah. finally have. We have what? Fifteen shrines now. Finally. Yeah. So yeah. my janks. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. The janks. So, uh, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Myojin of Blooming Dawn. Where it does the, the mana cost and it enters with an indestructible counter. If you cast it from your hand, you remove an indestructible counter from it, and you create a one-one colorless spirit creature token for each permanent you control. 
has a lot of 1-1s. One yeah. It's a 4-6. Yeah. The blue one, Nyojin of Cryptid Dreams. Five blue, blue, blue. Creature Spirit. A legendary Creature Spirit is a 3-3. Three, three. You remove the indestructible counter, and then you copy target permanent spell you control three times. Insane. And Miyajin of Green Betrayal. Five, black, black, black. Creature, legendary creature, spirit, five, two. You, it enters with the, the, the counter. You remove the counter and you put onto the battlefield on your control all creature cards from all graveyards that were put there from the, anywhere this turn. Yep. You board wipe, then take, uh, take this counter <laughs> exactly. off. Exactly. Oh, look at all that value. Uh, Miyajin of Roaring Blades, five, red, red, red. Legendary Creature Spirit, 7-4. Uh, you remove the indestructible counter and it deals 7 damage to each of the 3 targets. Yeah. Then Miyajin of Towering Might, 5 green green green. Legendary Creature Spirit, 8-8. Eight, eight. You remove the indestructible counter. You distribute 8 plus 1 counters among any number of target creatures you control. They gain trample until end of turn. Mm -hmm. And those are the Miyajin. Now we have, this is the goodest boy, by the way. You said yeah. the goodest boy was that Tanuki. This is the goodest they're, boy. They're all goodest boys. No, no, no. Look, look, the it, look at it. Yes, he is the ever faithful. No, Yoshimaru no, the okay. ever faithful. They're all the yes. goodest. <laughs> he is the goodest of all they're, the goodest. They're all the goodest. Uh, he is one white legendary creature dog. Whenever another legendary permanent enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one counter on Yoshimaru ever faithful. And he has a partner goodest. mechanic. Yes, <laughs> which implies that there may be more partners in this. Uh, oh, this is, I, I like that this is ba balanced. Yes, department of mechanic. Oh yeah, definitely. I like yeah. that we're gonna keep getting more partners. Oh yeah, yeah. never, the never stop. Like the more partners, yeah, just never stop. Then, please, please, more partners, please. Then we have a ruthless technomancer, three black creature, human wizard. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice another creature you control. If you do, create a number of treasure tokens equal to that creature's power. And it has an ability that which you play two and a black, sacrifice X artifacts, return target creature card with power X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. X can't be zero. It is a two four. Orengo, do you want to cover the, the, the shrine? Sure. Ah, it's so tiny. Uh, go something of life's origin. Go Shintai. Go Shintai, thank you. Uh, three colorless and a black and a green, sorry. For a legendary enchantment creature, shrine. It is a 3-4. You play you pay Urborg and you tap it, you return target enchantment from your graveyard to the battlefield. Any enchantment. Freaking broke. Uh, whenever this guy or an other non-token shrine enters the battlefield you uh under your control create a one one colorless shrine enchantment creature token so this, you this start up fun. using more your shrine yeah this is fun this yeah. is fun this is really Hello. fun Hello. oh yeah broken ass shit, yeah, i man. can't wait love it. Love i can't it. fucking wait love it it's so so jank love it the price of those shrines is gonna skyrocket now, and I'm I mean they won't. They got because they're uncommon, so they won't. But yeah. it's funny. It's funny. Look, man, I, I don't like paying more than two dollars for an uncommon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let's go. Ogre the, the helmet. Day. Yeah, the ogre helmet. It's a one in the red artifact creature equipment org. Equip creature gets plus two plus two whenever ogre org um helmet or equipped creature deals combat damage to a player you may sacrifice it if you do discard your hand and draw three cards reconfigure three and it's a two two 
this is a good card. This is a really good card. I'm I enjoy this card. This is this is this is a card that should see play. Uh, two mana, sorry, two mana, two two, and I can draw you cards in red. Very very simple, very strong, very good. I feel like we'll see play. Uh, the simple next is card, strong is everything that red needs. And ah, uh, this this card is interesting. It's another. Uh, it's a it's a green ninja. So three green green creature insect ninja. It's a six five. Then you can ninjutsu for four. Whenever uh, Springleaf Avenger deals, deals combat damage to a player, return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. This is a 6-5. This is really strong. This is a 6-5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just realized that was we have, Yeah. <laughs> Explosive <laughs> Singularity. Oh. So, Explosive Singularity. It's 8 red red. For a sorcery, as an additional cost to cast a spell, you may tap any number of untapped creatures you control. Those spells cost one less for each creature tapped this way, and it deals 10 damage to any target. So if you tap three creatures, then pay five, 10 damage. Yeah. That sounds like a good spell. Uh, I don't know why. I guess I understand why they couldn't say Convoke, but... Uh, Otherwise, yeah, it's it's basically Gunbulk. Uh, the next card is Risona Asari Commander. We talked about this, like we talked about this card when it came out, and we were speculating it was going because we couldn't see the power. We were, spe- right. we were speculating that how it was going to have a higher power, and it doesn't. So this card is doodoo. It is bad. Uh, Rizona Asari Commander, uh, one red white legendary creature, human samurai, haste three three. Whenever Rizona, uh sorry, Commander deals combat damage to a player, if it doesn't have an indestructible counter on it, put an indestructible counter on it. Whenever deal, uh, combat damage is dealt to you, remove an indestructible counter from it. It's doodle. It is garbage. Yeah, it is doodle. Uh, we got farewell. Farewell. <laughs> So farewell is four white white sorcery. Choose one or more. Exile art artifacts. Exile art creature. Exile all enchantments. Exile all graveyards. I hate it. Yes, yes, I love it. I love it so much. You ever cast it against I, me? You better watch I am your back. Just, I am I'm just so you. sad. I'm just so sad <laughs> no, that not, it not didn't have like exile uh, exile all uh, planeswalkers on it, just to like. You know, finish the whole thing of a bobber. <laughs> it was just the only thing it was missing. It was fantastic. I want more. <laughs> no, thank you. The next card is Kami of Transience. Is one and a green creature spirit. We talked um, about this card. Oh, we yes, did, right? We did. But yeah, with yeah, another so nice. card. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised because you actually. Like you said, because oh, because the, the alternate art was more like more of an elf, mm-hmm. no? Yeah, but yeah. no, I remember we talked about this card because uh, this time John John pronounced it better. Oh, yeah, yes, I true. did. Because <laughs> last time it was transcience. Trans- yeah, this is tra- this time you said transience. Yeah. Okay, so, so let's now go. We got Juganjo. Defend. Defend Wait, no. Did we the talk about? We did, oh, we, we did talk, talk about, about Aganjo. Yeah. 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 
So we got this next enchantment saga. Yugen defend the temples. Um, create the first chapters. Create a one-one human monk that gives you mana. It's one a token. Ring. And then it's the second one is put a one-one counter on each up to two target creatures. Then the third one will be exiling the card to bring remnant of the rising star enchantment creature dragon spirit 2-2 past flying and then it says whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control you may pay x where when you do x put x one plus one counters on this creature as long as you control five or more modified creatures remnant of the rising star gets plus five plus five and has trample for three mana. For three mana, I, this is I, cool. I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy that this is a mythic, to be honest. But I guess it's fine. Yeah, it I, I would, I, I would have, yeah, I would have bumped this down to rare, definitely. Like uh, I'm, 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 I'm all for trash, but this one's, this one's a bit much for me. <laughs> oh. the next card is invoke the ancients. So the invoke cycle. So one green, 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 green. So five mana or green or both being green sorcery create two four five green spirit creature tokens for each of them put your choice of vigilance counter reach counter or trample counter on it so you can have a trampler and a vigilance or a vigilance and a reach or a reach and a trampler this is okay. one of the weaker ones i feel like this is good and limited and standard Yes, because two, four, two, four, five, four, five mana is like actually if, really strong. Like, like if you draft this, this is like, yeah, yeah. But speaking of strong, March of Swirling Mists. Finally, the, the invoke cycle for blue is pretty was pretty bad, but this is this is good. This X and a blue. As an additional cost you, uh, to cast a spell, you may exile any number of blue cards from your hand. This spell costs two less for each card exiled this way, and its ability is up to X target creatures phase out. It is it is almost Teferi's protection, but not really. <laughs> that card is good. Yeah. 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 I can, I can, I can see this in Lear. Keep a bunch of people from do from doing from doing stuff. Hey, Making just, sure I protect my commander as well. Like it's it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. Mm -hmm. I I protect my commander. I can keep people from getting triggers on their stuff if if I really need to. Like it, it's great. I I got nothing to say about this. It's great. That's it. Yeah. That's the end of the. Of the spoiler session of the spoiler section just yeah. to give a uh, highlights of the cards that i choose as my favorite so i put hot shot mechanic so one white <laughs> artifact creature fox pilot host mechanic cruise vehicles as though its power were two greater so it will be a four crew so i love the card um plus it's a one drop two one so it's a good card to like start the commander match i would say i put lizard's blades this was just the choice um i would say a fast choice so i would not include it but the next card that i liked was invoke justice 
Return target permanent card from your graveyard to the battlefield, then distribute four one plus one um, counters among any number of creatures and or vehicle target player controls. I liked it because you, I can return um, target permanent to the field, uh, then distribute counters. So uh, due to the whole modify thing, uh, it, it's great. But for me, at least, Play I can put it to vehicles. So this is where the key is. And, huh? Or planeswalkers. It says you can return a, prima, a permanent card. Oh, or play, yeah. Or permanent card, yeah. So I like it. I know it's very high cost. It's five mana, but still, like, you know, in regards to, to commander. Mm-hmm. Five um, mana is uh, for this effect. It's at its uh, at its normal cost because under there you can see Obsidat's aid, and that's the only other card that returns a permanent mm-hmm. normally and just returns it to play like that. And it's five mana as well. Yeah. So this were these are the cards, and plus the ones that we that we mentioned throughout the throughout the explaining the cards. Mm-hmm. So. So I don't know this set. This set, I really do like this set. I really do like it. It's got a lot of really fun stuff going on. Exactly, it has a lot, a lot of fun stuff, and it's something that that I enjoy because when they make sets that you can see that you will enjoy standard probably, but it it gives you more 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 cards to to add for future commanders or the commander decks give you a wider range of cards that you can use to play that's great so and i just want to i just wish that the when they bring out the deck list for the asorius commander um at least you know for people that are starting commander these this these commanders at least bring a couple of good dual dual lands uh like you don't have to go like buying expensive ones even though nowadays you can find a shock land for a good price because shock lands are reprinted much more frequent now than before so and thanks to modern horizon 2 even fetch lands are 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 at a good price are affordable mm-hmm. so you know and plus again it's like uh i think that's what we say all the time uh if you a commander is a format that you can just have a big collection in a big magic the gathering collection and your cards won't won't go bad <laughs> yeah in the in forward sets but at least i just can't wait for the rest of the spoilers and just give a broader review of this set. I really do like and enjoy. I want to draft this already. <laughs> yeah, man. Like honestly, I, it, 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 I, I would love to just coordinate and see if we could just like draft this sometime because it's been it's been so long yeah. since I've had the chance to like draft with buddies. Yes, way too I, long. I completely agree. I completely agree. Yes. So. <clears throat> is there anything else that you guys want to add tonight? I know that Orango said that he was going to be right back, but I think 
Um, I think he might It'd not be, be coming old, back for a late. while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, JP, did you already talk about your uh, favorite cards of the set? Yeah, last time. Ayo, the dragon. Uh, Ayo, I love well, that card so much. And just just going over some of the uh, just some of the stuff that I like, I suppose. Uh, the white dragon. I think is that the dragon you're talking about? Because that's like yeah, the white dragon. Really good. Yeah, it's just really Ayo. freaking good. So I would just take that off of my list in that case. So my other favorite card is definitely Jim. He's great. Uh, and uh, to those who who haven't realized by now, like it's I'm referring to Jinjitaxius, but you know I've I've decided uh, to call him Jim because of someone's typo that they had in like one of our chats, and I'm like, nah, nah, this is it, Jimbo Jitaxius. This is <laughs> this is the one. Uh, the last blue card that we showed, I forgot the name of it. I, I hadn't seen it before, and I just basically bumped off uh, Kodama of the West Tree for for that last blue card because. Ah, man, that was so good. Kodama of the West Tree is now back on the list because we bumped off the White Dragon. Um, technically, I do I do have a card to bump off here, which would technically be the Emperor because you uh, that was one of your favorite cards, correct, John? Like, you, I, don't, I don't know if you mentioned that earlier or if it was just kind of like... No, the Emperor, the, the Emperor was not in my top, uh, in my favorite five, but it's yeah. a card that I actually do like as a as a card i just don't like the fact that it's not powerful enough for my commander or for any super friends commander you yeah. know i see so uh yeah the emperor is on there the emperor is honestly on there mostly because lore i i really like the emperor's character uh i find it interesting that they can't say their name like the the so the the emperor's like true name is a mystery so far, which is really intriguing. I enjoy that. Uh, the fact that she works very differently to the other planeswalkers and that her story seems so tragic just seems like a great time to me, honestly. Um, Tamiyo, the fact that she just got uh like like turned into a Phyrexian, it broke my heart, but it made me love her card simply again because of like the significance of these things in the lore. Phyrexian planeswalkers, like this this to me sounds insane. Mm -hmm. Like I would love to just uh, take on uh, like a future episode to just sit down and talk about some lore here because there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on. Um and my my other uh, honorable mention is would be uh the the artifact that we talked about earlier the blue artifact which is the reason why i like uh which is one of the things that jim was after and uh, one of the reasons why uh why tamiyo essentially got uh turned into a uh into a phyrexian so you know just i i'm, I'm here i'm here for the lore for the most part i love the cards in the set but I'm I'm just really looking at that lore because now with uh, with having confirmed that Phyrexians are most definitely the next big bad guy, it's really exciting. Yes, very also exciting. My, my my theory, I said which, when Kaldheim which came of out, the many. yeah, like when when Kaldheim came out, I said that Warren, since Warrenplex is there, I'm assuming like next year and the next set we're like in the in the first first set of the year we were gonna get Jungetaxius. Uh, so my, my my theory keeps being that the next next year and the next set, uh, next uh, like our first set, we're gonna get another of the Phyrexians, uh, Phyrexian predators to be specific. Yeah. So. So before 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 we end things, because I'm pretty sure we're 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 nearing the end of this episode, so I do want to like 
final question here, just to just to start like uh, throwing that into the pot, we would say. What do you think is the end goal of the Phyrexians with like what's going on right now, like in the in, in the set? You know, we clearly saw Vorinclex steal the sap of the world tree, and I can't remember exactly what Jin uh, Jitaxis was after in Kamigawa. After double check, uh, JP, did you know? Nope. Uh, All I know is the the general goal of the uh, Phyrexians. What like, what do you like think and or know that is? <laughs> is like being like. Uh, assimilation, making everything perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually yeah. think that through their eyes is Phyrexian. What do you what, what do you think is like their end goal here? Just like you know, their same old like making everything Phyrexian, or do you think that make there's like something new, more? New Phyrexia. Uh, new well, Phyrexia. well, well. There's the theory that they want to revive Yakmoth. Yes, that was the theory that was floating around, and it's one of the things that I was thinking about as well. Like, even before I saw it on Reddit, I'm thinking, like, they were stealing the sap, and there was something else that they were looking for in Kamigawa. I can't remember exactly what it was now, but it's essentially more, like, uh deity-related, like, stuff on the bobbers. And I'm Mm. I'm I'm just looking at it, and I'm going, like, man, there's there's two what I would think are glaring options here. You're either trying to revive something, or you're trying to make someone a god. Yeah, that's those are the only two options that come that come to mind. And a part Elish of me, Norn, god completed. The complete god, a Phyrex, Phyrexian god, like oh man, Phyrexian, Phyrexian planeswalker god, like any of those like types and subtypes just sound yeah. terrifying in the context of magic. Didn't Nicol Bolas died in the second book? Didn't, he did not he die. Know. He got sealed away without yeah. his planeswalker powers in uh, in I think it was Ugin's meditation realm. In, yeah, in, in the meditation yeah. realm. Yeah. Well, was it his own meditation realm or Ugin's? His own. It was his own. It was his own. His own. Ugin doesn't have a meditation realm. Ugin just hangs around in the in the blind eternities, just oh, chilling right. with the Eldrazi's. Can you imagine that they go ahead and make a Phyrexian Nicol Bolas? Nah, no, Nicol Bolas is gonna stay there. Just imagine it. No, I'd, I'd rather not. A broken ass planeswalker. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Nicol Bolas. Like, I think Nicol Bolas is too prideful to let that happen, or for Nicol Bolas is still strong. Like, yeah, exactly. Like I, I feel like he he's, he'd be too prideful to let something like that happen. I don't know. Uh, probably, probably. Okay, so I do go with the Yawgmoth um, theory, but just just put it put it this way: if they want to turn something to a god, right? Why not accept turning something? They turn themselves to god. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I don't feel like uh, like I don't, I don't subscribe to the to the idea that they're gonna try to revive Yakmoth. Mostly because uh, Elish Norn is quoted saying Yakmoth's version of Sapphirexians are weaker. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so it wouldn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, for her for her to like try to uh, bring back something that she thinks is inferior, especially considering like all of these yeah. Sapphirexians. I don't know. There's a lot of interesting stuff, and there's honestly, of, I think yeah. I think there's there's a uh, 
like they say in our country, like suficiente tela para cortar. Like there's a lot of stuff uh, to talk about, like enough for another episode. So I think yeah. that's where we're where we're gonna leave the subject. Yes, we can just dedicate. If there's nothing probable, there will be spoilers next week. But if anything, we can just talk, make an episode, talk about lore and whatnot. So, so Chris, where can everybody find you? Well can find me in the same place you find all of us here in the wondrous cardboard cave but uh hopefully again been, i've been on this for a while now but yes like at some point i will start creating more content for this page and you will see me on twitch just gotta just gotta you know it's just one of those new journeys that i'm setting on this year and i there's a lot of stuff to coordinate but hopefully you'll be seeing me on twitch whether it's under this twitch or under my personal twitch which is crisscross 13 and who knows let's see what the rest of the year holds how about you jp where can they find right. you right here in the cardboard cave but how about you john so you guys can find me um, here at the Cardboard Cave podcast every Wednesday. I will be setting up like that I can stream at least um, every now and then Friday. You know, just bring Friday Night Magic back again like I used to do in my previous um, Facebook page. You can find me as well in my new um, Facebook page called Real In Films. I talk about movies and movie reviews, series, and movie news uh, as well in The Movie Guy. Every Tuesday, we talk about everything that we watch throughout the weekend. Um, as well, me and Orengo have our own little podcast called Subtitles Required. We will be forcing ourselves to record this month <laughs> at least two episodes <laughs> like that we can do back to back uh as well you can find orengo at his facebook page called cinemas podcast and in xv and richport with scene and nerds so oh and obviously you can't forget he makes movies so just google his name alejandro orengo you will find his short films that he has um created throughout the time as being a filmmaker uh so I think that this is the end of tonight's podcast. You will listen to this podcast. Um, I hope that it will be available on Saturday. Whether you guys can go ahead and listen to it, but uh, obviously just watch it. It's much more better. Look for all of our social media as Cardboard Cave Podcast. So we will see you guys in the next one. That'll be next um, Wednesday. So here's just a short message of our favorite local game store. Hey geeks, do you love comics, collectibles, and TCG? Well, here at Cardboard Cave, we have the place for you. Pass by Capitan Granuja Comics and Games and find all your favorite geeky items there. Look for them at Facebook or Instagram or call them at 787-659-7003. A store blessed by Nicole Bolas.